Hello everybody, welcome back to the City of Geekin podcast, there's a lot of shit to talk about today, my name's Ryan, your host, and as always I'm joined with Will, the co-host of this podcast, and we're talking The Dark Knight today, an aging film, definitely not, um, no, as an aged at all, and then we're also talking this thing called the Super Bowl that happened last night, so um, there's a bunch of shit there's, that's happened there. There's a bunch of shit, there's bunch a bunch of shit advertisements and how the Super Bowl went down that I may or may not give less of a fuck about, but let's just talk about it anyway, alright. <laughs> Speaking as news always every single week, do you want to get through the really awful stuff first or the good stuff? Oh, God, there's awful stuff? Uh, maybe yes, we should start there's, with that there's, a, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about that is pretty awful. Um, hang on, let me just see. No, no, that's not awful. That's not awful. Kick that's us off, not bud. Awful. That's not awful. That's not awful. No. Oh, good God. Oh, yeah, that's kind of awful. Uh, let's go with some sad news first. So, Ivan Reitman, uh, the man that directed the first... Uh, I apologise if I'm saying you're name wrong anyway uh, but I remember Ghostbusters director who passed away at the age of 75 oh that's a shame I first time I watched Ghostbusters was literally last year uh, around Halloween and it was alright it's a pretty good film it's pretty good it's a shame that he's gone um, sadness uh, consumes us all uh, what's other sad bit of news um, Netflix the Marvel Netflix shows like Daredevil Jessica Jones Iron Fist Luke Cage Defenders they're all leaving Netflix uh, so on, the first, on the 1st of March. Maybe. Most likely. But nothing's been like announced to where they're going, um, which I find a bit weird. Because uh, as far as we know, they're going to be gone forever <laughs> from 1st of March. You'll never see gone them for, ever well, you again. You can buy them on DVD, can't you? Uh, you can buy some of them. I've got some of them on DVD. I think I've got like first two seasons of Daredevil and Luke Cage on DVD, so... It's a sign, people. Oh, yeah, and when I say DVD, I don't actually mean DVD. I mean Blu-ray. We but, mean Blu-ray. But I, but... I, I, same fucking thing. Just one of them is better quality. Um, <laughs> and then also... Do we talk about this? Do we talk about football and like what is shit about it at the moment? Uh, oh, go for it. Like That's the West Ham stuff. What's and, happening with West Ham? Well, Kurt Zuma. Him being a cunt. Oh, that, yes. Effectively. Okay, yeah, I, re- I know what you're yeah. asking now. So, um, yeah, he was filmed kicking his... uh, Killing. (laughs) I mean, that's a whole different subject. No, uh, he was filmed kicking his cat across the room and then slapping it. And then his brother was filming it and uh, laughing. And then he played that very night. Yeah. I'm not impressed. There's also the... um, What are you doing last time? There's also the the Greenwood stuff with Manchester United that came out recently. I mean, technically we should say allegedly he did it, but... You listen to the audio recording. It's pretty damning evidence. Yeah, damning yeah. evidence there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, like, what the fuck, man? What's wrong with footballers? I love it how all of that just broke in one week. It was just like, oh, here's a bunch of shit. I think it was one week, then next week was Kurt Zuma. Yeah. yeah. It was a couple of weeks ago was the whole Mason Greenwood stuff. Um, but yeah, he's on bail now, Greenwood, um, which is effectively house arrest, isn't it? Um, bail. Uh, yeah. He's like, he's at home and he can't leave. So... Yeah. Yeah. But he's just, I don't know, living in his luxury mansion, playing fucking Fortnite or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, just hopefully yeah, he I gets g- charged. Well, I mean, the last I heard, I thought he had been actually arrested, but I don't... He was arrested, but then he was like put on bail. Um, so he's effectively at home, he's just basically not just doing anything. the life of a millionaire, um, not but having he's to had... go to work. Yeah. And he's not... Well, he's had all his sponsors cut. Um, same with Zuma, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Zuma's also fined £250,000 and um, still playing 
Still playing, yeah. yeah. Did he play the other day? Uh, I think uh, last night. Um, I don't think he played yesterday or the day before. Whenever fucking West Ham played from before the Valentine's Day, which is also Valentine's Day, everyone, today. So happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's to those that are in relationships and those are loners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's totally uncalled for. It's uncalled for, um, but, but it's true. That is That's um, quite true. Ah, you're right. You're great. Um, so, yeah. Also, David Moyes' fucking thing, like the West Ham manager, he was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I've got a duty as a manager to play our best players. It's like, I don't give a fuck, mate, if he's your best player or not. Like, where's your morals? Like, and then you had, like, that whole backlash. Uh, backlash? Backlash? Yeah, I love Ooh. it when I love it when people. Backlash, I'll save yeah. you from yourself. Yeah, I, I love it you. when people uh, accuse their contractually obliged jobs as an excuse for why they have a lack of moral compass. Mm. Yeah, it's also, always fun. Man. Like there was a massive backlash as well. Like people saying, "Oh, it's like racially motivated because like you know, Kurzweil gets all this like fine, and then like you know, Suarez and all that just just got banned." It's like, well. That's that's how you move on, isn't it? That's how you grow and improve. It's like yeah, Suarez and all these assholes that were like you know did horrific things. Mm. You know should have got more on a punishment than an eight game ban, and then like, all those people. You know, I, I'll be completely honest, I did as well. You know, did that whole like support Suarez thing when he was going through that. But it's like no, that was completely fucking wrong. But it's like okay, you did wrong there with Suarez and him being a racist and also biting people and just being a dick and how do you improve that in future oh whenever something like this comes out you do harsher punishments it's nothing to do with racially motivated bollocks it's and with the whole Mason Greenwood thing it's like you've got to think that hopefully he'll get the biggest amount of punishment that he can get because of what he did like well I'm pretty sure there is that question that comes into it. In fact, interestingly enough, I was watching a, um, I was watching something about the the Super Bowl. That's mm. what I was doing uh, yesterday, and it was talking about. Oh gosh, I got to get this right now. What what point were they making? Um, a couple of guys that were talking about um, ba- accolades or whatever, or something or another, you know. Um, and one of one of the players, I, I can't remember what was said. I think it was said that, oh, that was it. Sorry, they were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, mm. and the fact that he has this kind of cool swagger that he has about him, and it can come off as kind of I'm a bit of a cocky prick, arrogance and all that. But yeah. it's not <clears throat> done in a way of arrogance. It's just done in a way of kind of the the uh, the quote that the um, the sports presenter said was that he is a um, he's effectively a a little kid trying to prove to all his bigger brothers that he's he's cool. That's kind of that kind of swagger. <laughs> okay. Where you're like, oh, this is quite sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's you're, cute. You're quite, yeah. You know, uh, and how it wouldn't get tiring. And the counterpoint that his um, black co-presenter made was that it it might very well end up getting tiring, a little bit like Cam Newton did. Mm. Cam Newton was a quarterback who played uh, for the Panthers and most recently for the Patriots. Although I don't think he's got a team at the moment. I think he's a free agent. But he was. And you could even link this to the Colin Kaepernick thing in a little little bit of a way. Um, but yeah, this idea that 
Cam Newton, it kind of, everybody got tired of the kind of the outfits he used to put on in post-match press conferences and people went from being like, oh, he's expressing himself to being like, he is like visually and oh, he's a child emotionally and peacocking and he's yeah. a dick and he's being too arrogant and this. Mm. Um, we love to bring people up and then tear them down. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, uh, the sportsman said like, it could potentially get to the point where it gets grading like it did with Cam Newton and uh, his black co-presenter said no it won't mm. and basically what he was he went on to say was basically no it won't because he's white yeah and he, he won't get ten, torn down in the same way people will will see it and even if it becomes grading to some people there will still be a majority of people who think it's just cool yeah um and he won't get that kind of treatment that cam newton got and and stuff so there is a double standard there as far as race is concerned in sport we know this yeah and you know for example, like the Mason Greenwood thing. We'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens to Mason Greenwood. Um, but I'm pretty sure like Frank Ribery, just to pick one out of the air as a footballer who I, I know about this mm. case, is somebody who has been accused of some pretty awful shit in his time. Loads of footballers have. I think it was... Um, I mean, you have fucking Adam Johnson, which is probably the worst case, but he is in prison Adam or Johnson was in prison. Yeah, it, though, yeah. and he is in prison for it currently. Um, but oh, Frank Ribery like got accused of some pretty shit things, and yeah. he was still allowed to pretty much get off scout free. Yeah. John Terry was one that you know went to court and stuff, but you know racially motivated and all that. Still, still yeah. heralded as a legend. Yeah, I mean Ribery, I believe, don't quote me, but I believe he was accused of rape, mm. and and there was a whole court case about that, and he's yeah. he's still heralded as a legend in mm. the sport. So it's like you know, you got to think also well. You know, these are different, like, cases, and they all, like, you know, arguably have different, uh, bloody, what's the word, different punishments on various levels, because you have to compare, like, oh, was murdering someone different to, like, it's as bad as, because I'm getting along with, like, Marcus Alonso, who plays for Chelsea, like, he was, I guess, speeding or drink driving or something. Again, I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember the exact story, but yeah, he was involved in a car crash and he killed his passenger, and it's like, really, yeah. Yeah, it's second and kind of got off. Man, maybe man I don't know. I can't remember. It, rather than yeah. murder, but murder is obviously premeditated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, killing, uh, whereas yeah. that wasn't. But yeah, he's still at fault for the death. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it's, it's fucking just need consistency. This is the trouble so. when you give you enter a world that is just corrupted by money. Yeah. Uh, as as you know, as much as we like to love football, and you and I do love football for the actual football that happens on the pitch. It has a lot to do with the money and where yeah. the money's at. Yeah. And, That's what it's turning into now. And well, it already is. It's yeah. just it's yeah, yeah. just now it's getting to the point where there's so much disparity now between the top and and the rest of the the way. That now people that's why people now mm. are being like you are and saying, well, it's just now, you know, now it's been a reason. But it's been the way for. I'm pretty sure there was another. It's been the way for 10, 20 years now. I'm pretty sure there was another case with a player that did something horrible, but they just got off. Probably. I can't remember. It's too many. Um, But yeah, Kurt Zuma kicking a cat across the room. Cool, good for you. Yeah, the cat has been taken away by the RSPCA, which is like good because. And and the last little thing, it's like, you know, if. This is an event that got filmed by his brother and put on fucking TikTok or some bollocks like that. How many more times has this happened behind closed doors and when there wasn't a camera? It's like, was this a regular thing? Like, yeah, you must be some kind of sadistic prick to laugh at an animal being hurt. 
honestly. Because, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> anyway. Um, just makes you wonder, doesn't it, how heartless people can be. Yeah. And just completely detached from reality they are. 100%. Uh, what new- Have you got any news? Do you want to get through Route Sue Sam? Have I got any news? Oh, God, yeah. you put me on the spot. Go ahead. News, um, news boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> internal crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I... Dude. Why have I? Okay, I'm just. Is it more memes about Madagascar than Lego? No, I'm just. Sorry, everyone. I'm just yeah, baffling right. myself in my own head, um, yeah. which is not something that I particularly want to be doing. I was just going to scroll up. Um, I have got some news. It's probably news that you got. I just right. need to double check this actually. Um, oh yeah, do you like this poster for Moon Knight? It's yes, pretty, that's cool, a, that's it? a new poster that came out today because the Moon Knight got a um, Super Bowl little trailer thingy, which looks sick and dope. I haven't actually watched the little TV spot. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty like a lot, kind of a lot more of the same. You see, um, uh, him seeing visions of stuff happening, and then him, you know, mummifying into Moon Knight, and then he there's there's this one really cool like looking scene where he jumps off a building, flings the cape up, and the cape is in the crescent of a moon, and it's like that, and it's like ah, oh, it's visually fucking. Oh, cool. I saw that image. Yeah, yeah that so cool. awesome. Um, and he's got his like I guess batarangs but in the shape of a moon crescent that he like holds and throws and stuff it's yeah it's cool wannabe Batman Um, Moon Knight looks really good uh, so I think this is the first official Obi-Wan Kenobi poster we've got from Star Wars yes that is Um, yes it is it's and that's the it's, official it's a sand dune with Obi-Wan walking in the distance that's literally it Um, and it's the well um, official date confirmed as well may 25th yes and that was that's the big thing yeah i was gonna say it's uh, 25th may which Which is actually a lot sooner than i thought it was gonna be a lot sooner than you thought and also it's the um oh fuck it's it's the anniversary of a new hope like however many years that is that's like the day it came out so everyone's like oh why wasn't it on may the 4th because may the 4th no because it's may 25th has more significance than may the 4th because ha may 4th meme um, afternoon, boys. Hey, Raz. May May the, May the twenty fifth was when it all began. Yeah, exactly. Uh, DC released like a, a multi clip thing, where they did a oh of, like, yes uh, little spam um, of like his the Batman, his Shazam, his his all the his stuff we're Flash. doing. Looks pretty cool to be fair. But just more of it. Yay! Um, yeah. That looks pretty cool. That, that looks pretty cool. Honestly, did I say Shazam? I meant Black Adam. I mean, you're not. Yes, kind of the same, same thing. Same, same bloody thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. we would be absolutely slaughtered at a convention if we said that. I'm sure. Um, Honestly, Black Adam. Rock looks so good as Black Adam. <laughs> the Rock opened the Super Bowl last night. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he did like an introductory like hype up speech, like a WWE hype up speech at the beginning. I mean, of course he would. It was really good. It was the most American cringeworthy thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It was horrible. Of everyone um, to get in to do that, it'd be the Rock. You're like, yeah. But it was right. it was so like do you know what was weird about it? Is it was like the the teams had already done the, the like the tunnel run out that they do where where they like you know, the, the stadium announcer is like, Please welcome the Los Angeles Rams everybody yeah. goes crazy and then they run out the tunnel and yeah, that's cool. And, and they got the flag and it's like, Yeah, that's kind of cool. That happens at every game and then the uh, the other team comes out and they do the same and everybody roars and, and then the rock did the speech. So you got all that energy just released, and then he does the speech before the actual kickoff, and you're just like, do that. "We don't need this." Yeah. I mean, We've, it's you've already hyped it up. You don't need to do it again. Like, but it's like, the Super Bowl advertisement. I'm typing. 
Come on, like, Will. Get in the American it. It spirit. Just, it was just the rock in a really small top. That <laughs> 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 was far too small for him. Just doing the thing. And, it, you know, I, I understand. Baby. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I understand why they've done it. Yeah. But, like, have The Rock announce the teams coming out? Mm. Why do two separate... Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> it, didn't say, it didn't sound like you didn't smell what The Rock was cooking from us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, get up, get up. <laughs> Look at what we did. Oh, dear. All oh, right, yeah, let's yeah, move on from on, that. Come on, um, um, So... <laughs> Did you know if you use a black light on the Batman on the Batman posters, you reveal extra details in the Batman? Are you fucking serious? I'm not. I'm not kidding. Oh, that's really cool. People have used black light on the on the posters, and there's like messages from the Riddler hidden on them. That's so cool. Uh, I think that all. So it's just quotes from the um from the trailers, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It says, "Find out why," and then a load of like cryptic messages on the bottom that you have yeah. to kind of figure out the main batman poster just has the riddler logo over the bat symbol which oh, is cool. and the other one says you are a part of this too which is the line he obviously says in the trailer absolute peak marketing from dc there that, Love that. is that now classified as the best poster ever would it be that's really it's, fucking it's, cool. it's up there with the episode one star wars poster yeah because that still for me is like that is peak. That's that's quite that's yeah. quite when you when you can say something with literally just a date and a photo. That's, that's like, it. That's pretty. That's cool. all you need. But man. yeah, that is that's quite. All you that, need. That's, that's definitely up there as one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last bit of news that I clocked. Um, yeah. Well, I have a little. Actually, I'll do this one first because this is quite fun. Because I want your I want your I want your opinion on this as a Spider Man man. Spider Man man. Uh, no way home wasn't an origin story. And he didn't learn responsibility in this movie. He did. This movie was basically an extremely difficult test for Peter for him to prove that he is responsible no matter the consequences. Who and that he was he kept pushing even without even when life is hard. That is an opinion on what actually No Way Home is about. Who says that? Uh some Franklin Nelson. Because that's bollocks. <laughs> it's, no, it's nobody important. It's just a, a fan thing. I mean, um, you're entitled to your opinion, but I mean, people, it's wrong. People are proclaiming that it's kind of true. I mean, uh, it's not. A, it is an origin story. The entire trilogy. Uh, the somebody, entire... a top tier comment. Here we go. Okay. Top tier. This guy has <laughs> just got this guy quote marks. This isn't an origin story and doesn't prove he's he's responsible. Also, this guy proceeds to explain it's an origin story and proves he's responsible. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, literally aren't... Spoilers for fucking No Way Home, but Aunt May is literally the one that says to Peter, you've got to take responsibility. Yeah, it's pretty clear, isn't it? Point blank says that to his face. And then dies, and then that's when Peter understands, oh yeah, shit, this is important stuff, and I've got power, and I need to do it. I can understand where this person is coming from, from this one angle alone, and that is that they're maybe saying, like, please stop calling it an origin story, because it's not technically... Well, it's an origin, it's the... It it, it is, it's... The trilogy is an origin, I guess. Uh, Yes, but, like, I I can understand where this person is coming from if they were like, can we not call it an origin story, because it's not necessarily an origin story, it's not verbatim how spider-man becomes spider-man it's just it's an adaptation a lesson of that it. is learned yeah it's an adaptation of the origin story so it doesn't um, have to be exactly what it was in the comics 
no, like no, for it to be no, 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 no. But maybe yeah, yeah. like I, I know a lot of people have just jumped to calling it an origin story, and it's like, I yes, it is in a way, but like it's also not because Spider-Man already existed before this in some capacity. So it's not. It's just an evolution of the character into ev- a new ev- phase. Evolution, and I'd say it's it's uh, I guess <laughs> it's Pokemon final evolution, <laughs> like. Fucking went from Pikachu to Raichu. <laughs> That's yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Spider Man to Spider Moon. Spider Moon. Yeah, Spider Man in his final form. So there's a new uh, trailer for Jura- uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, I I've literally I saw it without sound, and I'm you like saw it without sound. This is cool. I'm letting it play this, on my phone now. This this looks cool. I from what I remember of it, it's good to have the trio back, Alan Grant, and all that. Um, Ian Malcolm. It's good to have Shall I tell back. you what happens in this movie? I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? In the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, like dinosaurs are everywhere now, yeah. and humans are having to learn to live with them. And yeah. And then we realise that oh shit, we're not the primary species anymore. The dinosaurs are. Yeah. And we now slot into a different place in the food order or the food chain. Sorry. Yep. Than we did before. We're not on top anymore. Oh shit. Yep. And then they have to go and do something, and they have to go do a thing, and then they get attacked by like, a big T Rex mutant thing, and then end the story. Cool. Because that's Maybe. every single Jurassic World movie. <laughs> no, that's the, I honestly <laughs> I, I, Jurassic I can't, Park I can't really argue with that. But like, this isn't going to be like a revolution. The one big thing that I'm surprised about is actually seeing the um, dinosaurs, but how they naturally looked in in well in real life. It's because when the first Jurassic Park film came out, obviously it was iconic and like the Velociraptors were there, how they were, but then it was like scientists came out and was like, yeah, dinosaurs didn't actually look like this. They looked more like birds with feathers and shit and fur. And then also like Velociraptors were tiny. They were like the size of Chihuahuas, not full on fucking No, right, they're still... Yeah, not like Mastiffs. No, about this yeah, no. yeah, they weren't the size of Chihuahuas. Were, yeah, it's true. They were like... They um, were not as big as what they were they in Jurassic were, Park. They were part of that interesting species of dinosaur that had feathers. Like the one that glides. Mm. There's one that's like a lizard thing, but it's got wings on its front arms, and mm. then it like glided um, and latched onto But I, li- I like the fact that they're actually showing how the dinos did, dinos, did, dinos did look. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just I mean, yeah right. it's quite cool. It looks it looks really interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on in this trailer. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of big action sequences, as you might imagine. There's a lot yeah, of dinosaurs of running around. Um, there's T Rexes stomping through the square of <laughs> where is that Venice? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somewhere somewhere in Europe. How would they like? Um, other than the sea creature ones, how do the rest of them just like get? Because where is Jurassic fucking? Where was Jurassic Fallen Kingdom? Where where was that one set? It was set on an island, wasn't it? They got taken to this place, and it was only like say if it, they, well, the they, original Jurassic Park was an island, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but like in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, like the ending of that was this little girl like letting them all loose, and like what what country was that in? Was it America, wasn't it, or something like that? It or was. Britain? It was in. It was in America, I think. Yeah. It was a, let, like let, a park say, in America. Let's say it was in America and they all got set loose. Like, how would they end up in Venice? Other than the sea ones, the sea creatures. Like, how the fuck... That's a good point. How did the species spread? Yeah. yeah. It's not like they just go on a boat. Because obviously, <laughs> the reason that there was... there was The reason there was dinosaurs everywhere, like, a long, long time ago is that Pangaea was a thing for a mm. while. So they just walked across. Yeah. And then the continent split 
Yeah, and exactly. They were stranded there, and that's why you get different species evolving in different places differently because yeah. there's now a separation. Yeah. Yeah. But like, how point. does a T Rex end up in Africa? Like, how would that happen? If that is what happens, I don't movie know. magic. Yeah, because this is a film about dinosaurs coming back, and I shouldn't um, take this seriously. Maybe what happens is yeah. they they the humans gather a few of them up and put them places that are like national parks around the world so that they've actually got space to roam yes um Um, i'm sure it will be explained well it might not be who knows that's that's all the news you got isn't it that's all i got yeah that's all the stuff i picked up on this week news you'll like assassin's creed valhalla expansion reportedly turned into a next standalone release oh but oh there's even more to it Oh. The next Assassin's Creed game, uh, codenamed Rift, reportedly being developed as a Valhalla expansion, allegedly transformed into a game, uh, starring uh, Basim, Basim, whoever that is, um, that focuses on stealth. It's going to be a game about stealth again. Oh my god, is it becoming a game about stealth again? Yeah. Fuck my when life. An, when you're an actual uh, assassin, apparently. That's reportedly, great. from IGN, they uh, say that. So uh, mm, IGN's pretty good, reliable. Mm, it tends to hype stuff up a bit, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, next cool, Assassin's Creed I game. I guess, like, why is it taking so long? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who the character Basim is. It's probably He's one of the um, new ones. I what guess. I think it is, uh, this is a complete guess, but I know that cool. there's a bit where you, in Valhalla, I think you interact with mm. someone who knows Altair. Who's obviously the first assassin? Yeah, yeah. He's like one of his cousins or something, or one of his troop from the Middle East comes over to Europe, and there's a brief interaction between the main Valhalla character and him. Maybe it's him. Maybe that's the guy they're on about. Maybe that's his character or, or someone adjacent to him, who's part of his little team that makes a cameo in Valhalla. So I don't know. Maybe we're going back to the Middle East with, with Assassin's Creed. Who knows? Stuff. Next bit of news: Russell Crowe, the greatest actor on the planet, as he says himself. Um, joins the cast of Spider-Man spin-off Craven Hunter. Interesting. With um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's his name, isn't it? Interesting. Yes. What's he going to be? No idea. He would have actually made a pretty good Craven, to be fair. He looks apart. He looks rough, gruff. Um, uh, you might completely disagree with me here, go, but go. I'm going to make a shot in the dark. Go on, go on, do, <laughs> do you think that Russell Crowe would make a good um, Kingpin? Maybe. In a weird roundabout way. Maybe. Oh, we'll talk about variants and stuff in a minute when we talk about a specific trailer that came out today and looks fucking incredible. Um, but, yeah. No, I'd see that. That would be interesting. You'd have to bulk yeah. up. A lot. Yeah, we wouldn't necessarily have to bulk, I mean, bulk up, would he? But no. he'd just shave his head and stuff. Yeah. Bulk up a little bit. Maybe. But I think he would make a, like, yeah, because he's played, like, I imagine him doing like a kind of this is a terrible movie to reference because it didn't oh, do very Jesus well. Jesus Christ! Um, but the, the the recent Mummy movie that came out with Tom Cruise in it. Oh, and he was uh, and fucking he was Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and, and yeah, Do- or Doctor Hyde or yeah. whatever Jekyll and Hyde, and I imagine that car- character but just bold and slightly bulkier. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't and turn into a weird monster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That'd be right. But uh, hey, he can't be Kingpin because. Vincent D'Onofrio is back as Kingpin. So. Yeah, it's true, actually. Then he got shot in the face. So, anyway. He's um, not anymore. Uh, until we reveal him again. Yeah, because they're the, definitely doing that. Guess what? He's back again. It's like, yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, landing roles in uh, Ironheart, the Disney Plus show that is coming out very soon, uh, Anthony Ramos is going to be in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
His, of Hamilton his, in the Heights fame. Yes, his uh, his role hasn't been specified, but he's going to be in Ironheart, which I'm like, yeah, that's cool. cool, good stuff, good on you. Um, Rebel Moon, have you heard about this? Mm. Uh, according to Deadline, the project has been headlined. Uh, da, 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 da. Hang on, so yeah, basically, uh, Zack Snyder, um, he he is reworking this Star Wars film, Rebel Moon. Um, is that, I'm, just, I'm just, fuck, what am I saying? What am I reading? Rebel Moon, Zack Snyder's reworked Star Wars film reveals its all-star cast. That's the news that I have. Okay. So, it was going to be a Star Wars film, now it's a Zack Snyder film. Okay. Is um, it still in the Star Wars universe? I don't think so. It, yeah. So, uh, Charlie uh, Hunnam, Digimon Honsu, Ray Fisher, uh, and more bored Zack Snyder's Netflix film, Rebel Moon, which is based on his previous Star Wars pitch. So it's not going to be in Star Wars universe. It's just he took that pitch. It obviously got rejected. And, and he's he like, oh, I'll just I'll just make it into my own thing. It's not going to be connected to Star Wars. Fair enough. Uh, but the the cast looks pretty good. Yeah, like I say, uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Digimon Honsu, Ray Fisher, Donna Bay, uh, Gina Malone, Staz Nair. I apologize if I'm getting all these names wrong. E Duffy, Charlotte Maggie, and Sky Yang. Or Sky Young. That's a pretty cool cast. That's a pretty good cast. Pretty extensive yeah. as well. Yeah, that's very um, good. Is so going to be like Ray Fisher's? Back with Zach. That's cool. I like. That's that. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Good on him. Um, I like it that those two are working together. In yeah. Is this uh, going to be like Rogue One, but just not in Star Wars? <laughs> maybe. Is that? Like, yeah. Do we know anything more about the show? What's the? I have. I have no idea. I don't know because I, I can't remember what the pitch is and stuff. But um, yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty good shit. Um, just not a lot more else to say. I got about that. It's just um, Zack Snyder and um. Ray Fisher are back together. Good on them. Futurama. Like Did you ever watch Futurama? Um, like very briefly in passing. Apparently, it was really good. I just never got Apparently around to watching good. it. Yeah. I never, I never got into the show though. Yeah, I never, That's I fair. never committed to actually um, making an effort to do it. The revival has been ordered by Hulu. It's been ordered. Yeah, it's been what ordered. Gives Hulu, the right to order. They're owned by Disney. Uh, fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Disney are still milking that dead cow for fucking Simpsons oh no this is really bad yeah this is really bad yeah because if Hulu are a Disney company yeah that means that the BBC produces has produced a couple of shows with Hulu yeah and therefore is in bed with Disney which means that Disney now owns the BBC Disney's going to be making Doctor Who wow we're fucked. <laughs> fucked. I mean, Doctor Who was fucked anyway, so it's fine. Be fucked anyway. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but apparently the the voice actor behind Bender, the robot, is not returning, and loads of people are losing their shit over. And I'm like, why is he not returning? Because uh, reasons. I I can't remember the reasons. Maybe they didn't give him enough money, or they it's didn't. Probably a money thing, probably isn't it? I mean, But I'm just like. <clears throat> you you have the previous Futurama. You don't have to watch the new one. No, oh, that's a that's a pretty basic and boring excuse. No, I'm just like, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. It's whatever. It's probably going to be bad enough. because it was apparently really good and it ended really good as well. So it's like, bad. But the other, uh, so with multiple original cast members are returning though. So, um, yeah, it's fine. Come back if you want. John DiMaggio. Yes. Yeah, he's the one. Um, another animated sequel is happening. Have you ever seen the film Megamind? 
with the the blue villain and he's got a big head. Yeah. And he's also uh, got a fish. No, I haven't seen the movie. It's in the film Megamind and it's all yeah, it looks like that. I'm showing a picture. Yeah, I, I know. Um yeah. it's a really good movie and it's, it's finally good. getting a sequel. Yeah, yeah, which I'm like, yay! We should watch that one eventually. That's a cool. It's, it, it's like, good. I'm surprised, it, like, because most like animated sequels get greenlit straight away now. Mm. This is like, it comes out, it's successful, cool, make cool. One. It's DreamWorks as well, and I really like DreamWorks until they get a bit bored by Disney. Um, Ahsoka a show that's coming out very soon with uh, Rosario Dawson in the lead role. Um, they've cast someone else, uh, Ray Stevenson. I think he previously played um, the Punisher, and he also played Volstag in. Thor in the Thor movies before he got killed by Hela just instantly Hela dead uh, Hela dead um, yeah he's he's joined um, Ahsoka which I'm like good actor good role I don't know what the role is but it's gonna be good yeah it should be good, good. shit um, update on that uh, Futurama stuff yeah it's because yeah. he felt the offer was uh, a low ball and didn't really respect the legacy of Futurama ah. that they offered him so okay well, fair enough you're entitled um, to I don't know whether sense. that's just kind of fluffy code for they didn't give me enough money for the job. And or, like or it's genuinely that they were like, Oh yeah, we're gonna just We're gonna make we're, this, we're gonna yeah. force a seat at a revival. Yeah. It's like, come on guys. Like it ended good apparently, so just leave it as that. When you have to Can't be left nothing nah. can be left these days, Ryan, you know that. Yeah, I know that. Um, um I yeah, it's it's a weird one that. Did I did I speak about the net Marvel Netflix series? I genuinely can't remember what I said twenty minutes ago. Yeah, you did. You I did. did. Okay, about sweet. Them, about them not appearing on Netflix. Yeah, it's fine. Moon Knight's um, cool. He's passed away. That's what I've got. I think that's all the news I got. And then we'll talk about Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Well, uh, I will just say because this. Is yeah, of course. A, a bit on. of news that just I popped into my head because I mentioned BBC and Hulu and all that. Yes. Um. So Normal People was a show that came out based on a book by Sally Rooney. Yes. Uh, and it was co-produced by Hulu and the BBC. Yeah, uh, you spoke about this briefly on the podcast. I, I have spoken yeah. about it before on the podcast. It's really, really good show. You should go and watch it. It's still on BBC iPlayer, I think, if you want to catch it, and Hulu if you have Hulu. Mm. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's good. And I haven't shamefully I haven't read the book yet, but it is on my radar for whenever I get round to reading that book um, because I do want to read about more Sally Rooney things because she's kind of a very hot. Um, author at the moment yeah. yeah she's kind of you know a lot of people are very interested in what she has to say uh hulu and bbc have revealed the reveal trailer for conversations with friends which is based on another one of sally rooney's books nice so in a similar vein to normal people um it stars off the top of my head i can't it stars joe elwin do you know joe elwin okay he's most famous I'm very good, from... I'm very bad with names so if you probably show me a picture of him I'd be like oh yeah I know him he's, uh, he's my I'll, best friend I'll get a picture <laughs> up afterwards you, you, that's fair you would have seen him he's been in different things he's been in small roles here and there um, I don't think he's been in any massive starring roles mm. um, he's most well known these days for being the boyfriend of Taylor Swift so cool that's his life but he's he's a really good actor actually he's a really nice Taylor guy Swift well. and Ed Sheeran do a song together recently uh, they didn't. Yeah, they uh, they remixed one of his songs off of the new album. It's, uh, okay. it's really bad. It's, oh, it's not that good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, it's it's the same song. She just sings a bit of it instead of Ed. All right. And then they did a video where they brought back the two kids who were in the, um, the first song that they did together back on Taylor's Red album back in two thousand twelve. Yeah called everything's changed that's it which is a good song everything has changed is a good song and they did the video for it and they had like a mini taylor and a mini ed 
Oh, nice. They brought back those two actors for the video for this this remix version of this. Yeah. It's such a bad video. Oh. It, like, nothing happens in it. Okay. They, they don't even interact in it. <laughs> the two kids. It's like, what's going on? Oh, well, okay. This is really disappointing. I have a lot to say about Ed Sheeran. I, I just heard I, that Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift did something together. And I was like, all right, cool, yeah. good for them. Because the, the, what's funny, like, so... Sorry, the massive tangent to do with Taylor Swift and... Will, Will has a bit of a gripe here. Yes. Because Ed Shift's... Uh, Ed Shift. Ed Shift. Ed Sheeran's new album is not that good. Yeah. We did a podcast episode. We did a it. podcast and I, thought, I was it, like, yeah, it's fine. It was all right. It's not, it's not that good. It's not very impressive. It's kind of very formulaic and it's designed to sell hits. And that's what it's, that's what it's doing, unfortunately. Um, I just feel that this is another marketing move because when everybody saw the track list for the new album before he released it everybody went oh my god there's a song called the joker and the queen i wonder if that'll have taylor swift on it because you know they haven't done a collaboration in a while so they should do one and they're still really good friends they should definitely do it the album came out it wasn't a collaboration it was just ed singing it Mm. and now funnily enough there's now a collaboration version Mm. also i'm noticing a trend with ed sheeran that he does this thing and he did it on divide that was the one where he did it loads because how many versions of fucking perfect did he release how many versions of shape of you there was like four different versions of perfect there was perfect there was perfect symphony which was with andrea bocelli Mm. doing like an italian version of it that's not bad there was one with yeah it's a good version of the song a good one and then he did one with beyonce that was a duet and then there was like a another i think there was another one yeah i can't remember who it was with but like okay Ed, I understand why you want like maybe remix different versions of a song, see how it sounds with someone else on it, but it's becoming a little bit too formulaic in my head for him, from him now. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, here's this version of a song. Here's another version of the song that you can also get. Here's the other version of the song that I can get. And I can have all of those in the charts at once, which means more money. It's as if Zack Snyder comes out and is like, yeah, but the Snyder Cut wasn't the Snyder Cut, Is another cut. <laughs> it's essentially like... Basically, what you're doing is you're just marketing me the same thing. Now, like with with the with the different versions of Perfect, like at least the Andrea Bocelli one was different enough because it was a different language, so the structure of yeah. the the melodies was cool. slightly different. And he's an operatic singer as yeah, well. Yeah, so and he's got a great like, voice, yeah. and that was really cool. Like, but like the Beyonce one, I'm pretty sure didn't change any of the lyrics, and this one with Taylor Swift doesn't change anything about the song. It's just her singing a part of it instead of him. Mm. So, it's like, well, why am I going to get this version over the last one if you've not changed the track of it at all and you've not changed... Like, you haven't changed it. You've just put Taylor Swift on it just to sell more records. That's all you've done. Yeah. That's my frustration with Ed Sheeran recently, is that I, I like I look at his, like, everything he's doing. This is funny because I want to like him because he's a good artist, but it's like, come on, man. You're literally just doing things just to sell records now. It's quite obvious to me that that's what's happening. Yeah. I don't really have a lot to say about it, so I'm just like... Ah, no, I, I have too fine. much to say about it, so it's yeah, fine. That's but right. anyway, Conversations with Friends is coming out. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so Joe Elwin <laughs> is in it, and the other person that I recognised from the trailer is the... There's like four main characters. Um, is... Uh, I think it's Gemma someone, but she, she played the... the Sex Education Season 3, she played the new head teacher. Yes. Yes, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So she's in it as well. Okay. Uh, so she's, she's good. really good in it. Uh, and then there's two young actresses that I didn't recognise, but they look really good as well. Good. Um, and that's the like, main four characters in it. Um, but yeah, it's based on Conversations with the Friends. It's kind of a similar kind of 
vibe to it as normal people like a lot of sally rooney's writings i think tend to be along the same strand yeah so um but yeah something that i'm looking forward to because i enjoyed the first hulu bbc adaptation of one of her books and now we got a second one good stuff yeah amazing um super bowl super bowl that happened yeah who did you predict we said i don't know whether did i predict someone to I think you did, and did you were I, like, "Did I say oh, the Bengals?" I, I, don't know. I, I think you did. I think I said the Bengals, yeah, which I was wrong because the Rams yeah, won it, Rams twenty-three won. to twenty. Um, uh, apparently, a very boring <clears throat> game and rigged by the ref. Not boring if you, <laughs> not boring if you like the sport and you like understand what's going on, but very boring if you're a kind of neutral and you don't really know what's going on for a Super Bowl event where more yeah. eyes are going to be on it than any other match ever. I mean, let's put it this way. American football is not the most free-flowing game just by the nature of the structure of it. Yeah. So I can understand why people maybe phase out of it a little bit sometimes. I have no interest in watching any sort of American football. Yeah, exactly. So when you have a game that is also so defensive that there's not really anything happening that's very exciting because both teams are just... They're just not moving the ball down the field because the defences are playing really well. Yeah. Then, yeah... um, makes for a bit of a cagey game but it was it was a game in which the defenses the defensive side of the ball dominated and it was just whoever was going to get that little bit of luck or that rub of the green to to get that final score to win the game and it ended up being the rams and yes you can question the officiating in the end which was very odd very Um, very odd yeah the referee the refs were very lenient with everything for the whole game except from the last two minutes of the game in which they threw about twice as many flags as they did for the rest of the game which really basically means throwing a flag means calling that there's been a, a penalty a foul or something, foul or yeah. something which is ridiculous like ridiculous uh, usually they let everything go or usually they are very flag happy and they're throwing it up every five minutes yeah um but at least it's consistent this was just kind of out of the blue it was like where were all these penalties coming from yeah a couple of them were deserved there were a couple of correct holding calls uh, there was uh, a very big play that they missed earlier in the game where it sh- should have been a foul because a player grabbed another player's face mask to move him out of the way so he could catch the ball and then he ran for a touchdown, <laughs> uh, which they didn't catch somehow. I mean, he caught the ball right, but he yeah. didn't, didn't, didn't catch the... I'm making a catch joke, right? <laughs> the ball was caught, but the foul wasn't caught. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fumbled that one. He did fumble that one. Well, <laughs> good reference, Ryan. Well done. <laughs> um, That's right, I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> interesting enough I don't think there was any fumbles in this game nobody coughed it up uh, you say there was a couple instances where people should have caught a ball and they oh just yeah. didn't the Bengals will be kicking themselves because they in the end of the day the Bengals kind of defeated themselves because they kind of they had the game they had the game they had it in all the bag. game uh, their, their defence was, was was doing well and they they didn't capitalise on that very good start to the second half they had as mm. much as they should have done if they'd gone a couple more scores up I think they would have won the game and they allowed the Rams' defense to make a couple of big plays and get fired up and get back into it. And all of a sudden, they started playing really well as well. Mm. And then it just became kind of whoever was going to get that little bit of luck to win the game. Um, and it ended up being the Rams. So for the second year running, the home team in the Super Bowl... Has won it. Has won it in their own backyard. Um, and yeah, it was the owners... Uh, Stan Kroenke's team, which a lot of Arsenal fans um, are going to be pissed off Arsenal about. As well. Yeah, they're going to be pissed off. Bloody Arsenal fans. Um, um, so some of that winning money will be spent in Arsenal's transfer budget next year. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> They'll probably like cough it back into the LA 
yeah, Rams, rather. Rams. I think... It is many? LA Rams, isn't it? It is the LA yeah, Rams. LA Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Formerly the St. Louis Rams. Not Why too many years ago. And then they moved they? out to LA. Yeah. Because Why? profit. Oh, that's like Liverpool moving to fucking London because... It's more profitable, yeah. It right. would be... Or like moving to Australia. So that, oh. Because there's like a bunch of like... Australian fans. Liverpool fans because somebody Jesus goes well we, we, we earn quite a lot of money here in the UK but that's our biggest international seller and that is bigger than the home market so let's move yeah. the team there yeah. that's kind of that's what happens with NFL franchises <laughs> is they can move back there's a lot of them that haven't there's a lot of them that are like have stayed in the same place since they were founded like Jesus. the Green Bay Packers for example mm. are in Green Bay wow and they always have been um, the Chicago Bears are in Chicago like, but there is there are a few of them that have like moved around. Like the the Colts, for example, are currently the Indianapolis Colts. Are uh, they a cult? Colts with an O, not a U. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they might as well be a cult. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a franchise, cult cults. Why not be a cult. Yeah. Um, they say football is a religion. <laughs> it's literally in this case. More uh, than they a religion, were the, mate. I think they were in Baltimore before. So they were the Baltimore Colts and then they moved to Indianapolis. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's weird yeah. stuff like that. And LA moved LA moved recently actually. They moved like like three, four years ago. They became the LA Rams. Fucking hell. I mean it worked. Um, <laughs> it worked. And then I think the Chargers moved around as well. Because I think just pick a place and stay there. I think the Chargers were <laughs> what are you like. Doing? That was it. The Chargers were the San Diego Chargers, and then they moved to LA as well. So now there's two teams in LA because both teams moved there. It's like Man United, Man City. It's just it's, that. It's kind of. It's a bit like if like Liverpool and Manchester City decided to both move to Edinburgh, and then you've got like a new Edinburgh derby. What the fuck is wrong with the football? Edinburgh Liverpools? What is wrong with sport? Stop it. Anyway, the Edinburgh Liverbirds and oh, the city ships and the the fucking... the uh, empty ships. Empty ships. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's to be honest, that would happen. They'd but still be an empty I fucking place. I was trying to think of something but... that's associated with Manchester City, but I don't um, think there is anywhere. Or Sky, Sky, or the Sky, the Edinburgh Sky Blues, or something. I don't maybe. There was a bunch of trailers that happened in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, that's the other thing that happens yeah. in the Super Bowl: big halftime show, but also lots of adverts. Lots of adverts because um, that's all the money goes into, and we love. That's adverts. what I was going to do. Actually, I was going to quickly type in Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ads, ads well, just to see whether there was any we missed. Well, I woke up like over an hour ago, and I was like, I, "What was it? Where did I fucking? I I completely even forgot that the Super Bowl happened last night. So I woke up, went on Twitter, and then I was like, "Oh fuck! People are talking about this Multiverse of Madness trailer." And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool! New trailer for Multiverse of Madness." And then I realised, oh yeah, the reason why this advert came up is because of um, fucking Super Bowl, because that happened. Yeah. That's how much I could not care less about Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, not the Super Bowl ads. Yes, Xenon, unfortunately. Um, Will knows how I feel about the content and breaks. <laughs> oh my god, constant okay, uh, that breaks. That webpage yeah. just crashed on me. Um, oh wow fantastic stuff brilliant um, <laughs> uh, so yeah um, yeah it's uh, it's, it's quite good that's the one thing I would say watching it on the BBC is not quite as a ball lake as if you were watching it in America because the, obviously BBC can't show the adverts so oh really it, they just so cut, just they cut back on. to the punditry so they still cut back to the punditry every like 
That well, it depends f- on how long the play goes on. Like, that's why you want a good NFL. That's why you want a good NFL football game where like drives actually last a few minutes. Yeah. Because otherwise, it literally is just like three quick throws so that like, nobody catches, and then we're back to the studio. That's like. Uh, so is it a sort of case if American fucking TV just all of a sudden bled into English football? It'd be like every time it goes out for a throw in or a corner, it's like wait, advert. That would literally <laughs> be it. Oh. Can you imagine watching a game of like some. It would just Fuck be off. every time, <laughs> every so every single time. Oh, that just, sucks ass. Be... So we had, because um, I think a couple of the trailers even came out before, uh, before the Super Bowl itself. I think that so was a phenomenon that phenomenon that happened a little. I think that was something that happened a little while back. Is that? A lot of the trailers do tend to be released beforehand now. Some of them are. So, like we mentioned, it Jurassic... never used to be the case because that's no. that was one of the big draws the it... Super Bowl always had was that because it's getting to the you know, point it was where like, oh, the new Transformers now... trailer is going to be in the Super yeah. Bowl. So we're now we're going to be like, all right, so we're going to start releasing trailers and adverts for the trailers and adverts that come out in the trailers well, and adverts. They already Super do Bowl. that before now. Fucking wow. Anyway, yeah, so some of the things that came out just before it was Jurassic World Dominion that we spoke about. Uh, Lightyear. I actually completely forgot about this. Lightyear got a trailer. That looks fucking sick, mate. I watched the Lightyear trailer. That was pretty good. Um, Zerg looks scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, okay. Zerg has legs. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. He doesn't have a skirt. Yeah. Justice for Zerg. Go on. Give him a skirt. What's wrong with skirts? You fucking cowards. <laughs> uh, also, I, 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 that was just, you've reminded me now, is that my Zerg toy was like one of my favourite toys. Zerg was sick. He was such a good villain. I love the Buzz Lightyear figure. That was was good fun. Lightyear looks genuinely amazing. I really love the look of it. I. I think it's okay. I don't think the comedy is going to be for me though. No. Like there's that random bit where someone always keeps getting dragged away by a thing. Yeah. And it's like. You've done it once. And now you're doing it again. You'll be doing it again. And, and also, again. somebody fucking stop this thing. Like, it's right <laughs> through the middle of everyone. And everybody's fucking ignoring it. Yeah. Sorry, that stuff like that pisses yeah, me off. I'm fine. just like, this is like, um, this feels like, I don't know. I, I feel like from the two trailers we've had, there's a very big clash of tone. Because it yeah. feels like, oh, it's going to be this comedy thing. But also there's this kind of underweight seriousness yeah. and weight to it. Of like, yeah, as long oh, as they balance really cool. out, it's, it's fine. visually really cool yeah. and it looks really cool. As long as they and balance it out, it's fine. The character design is cool, and, and maybe it will be good. Yeah, and I'll yeah, my word. It's Pixar, though, isn't it? Toy Story's Pixar. And Lightyear's Pixar. Uh, is Pixar making this one, or is it someone else? Well, it would be Pixar, because it's Toy Story. And it's based off that. I was like, Disney will just like take up the rights to it and stuff. Who made the like, uh, the little cartoon Lightyear movie? I presume it would be Pixar. <clears throat> it's in association with Pixar. But my point is, like, Pixar movies are nine times out of ten superior to any Disney film. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they just are, in my opinion. Uh, so, well, Disney, Pixar. Yeah, but like, is is it Pixar or is it Disney? Because like, Moana's just Disney and Pixar is Toy Story. Like, fuck, it, too many people hold too many things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too many conglomerates conglomerating. Uh, no, Jesus Christ. No, um... Cause, oh, it was, it was, cause okay. Pixar's last three movies have all gone to... straight to Disney+. Plus. Whereas all like the Disney films have just been in theater release, where you're thinking, okay, this is sort of hand, hand fisted, one sided, mm. um, and even, right. So what what have they recently brought out? So they had, uh, bloody Soul, which was fantastic. I loved Soul a lot. 
then they had Luca. So... Then they had Luca, which is apparently pretty good. I, I can't remember. Well, I did watch it, but I was half asleep because I was really tired. I think I was up for like 24 hours that day when I watched it. Um, but that was like straight to Disney Plus. And then the new one, I think it's called Turning Red, which is all about like kids at school and one of the kids turns into a red panda oh yes yeah I remember that, that one looks that really one, good yeah. conceptually it like out as a, um... when, it, when it gets too stressed which is like ah oh, uh, uh, the themes of kids dealing with stress in school that's really cool and how to visualize it um so i'm looking forward to seeing that but yeah like pixar over disney unless it's moana because moana is amazing have you seen the buzz Lightyear uh, of star commander the adventure Begins? no we spoke about this a while ago i think yeah I need oh, to watch that. Apparently, it's good. Very good. Just briefly moving on. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Did you see the trailer to that? I didn't know. This is his <laughs> latest horror movie. This is his latest one, yeah, because yeah. he did um, Get Out and then he did. Uh, oh, fuck. Was it Us? Us. I think it's called Us. Yeah. Um, and now he's doing Nope, which. Nope. Great title. <laughs> Isn't it about a cloud? I have no idea. I didn't watch the trailer, but I just saw he's doing a new one. I was like, okay, I'll probably like that need to watch the trailer after this i need thing. to watch us because i've seen get out which is amazing i haven't seen get out and i need to see get yeah. out because get educated it's very good we haven't done a, a get educated in a very that long is, time that is, that's a good shout yeah. that is a really good shout actually that's yeah. one we could potentially do yeah that's good yeah, maybe, we'll do, we could, maybe we could do both maybe we'll we do, do jordan peele's trilogy <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> that, that'd be a good idea yeah, yeah. A bit like the Cornetto trilogy, but it's Jordan Peele. He makes really good stuff. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but I apparently got another trailer. I didn't see it, um, but apparently it's all right. Um, we'll get on to the stuff that came out today slash last night or whatever the fuck. Um, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Things have been whittling out the last couple of weeks. First, we um, had the, the, the fucking title trailer. Title trailer? Title trailer, which was full-on practical effects that wasn't no cgi bollocks it was actually someone yeah filming which some... went straight over my head when i first watched it yeah and i'm like i appreciate this a lot more now even it's kind of pointless so it's but... actually hot molten um yeah forging metal shit metal being crap. pulled into yeah. a to a, a stencil which is quite yeah, cool really cool um and then they released like little they individual released a, character they released, posters they released uh, individual character posters and then they released a vanity fair article yeah i think it was vanity fair and then this trailer teaser trailer so it's not a full trailer. It's a teaser. Which I actually I haven't read the uh, I haven't read the article and maybe I should to get a little you know kind of squeeze maybe. all the tidbits out of it. Yeah. Um, but Ed let me know about that. Our mm. flatmate Ed. Um, yeah, he was nerding out over it and we loved that. Um, he was like, "Oh, what does this mean? What does this mean?" And because all of like the individual character posters they were holding something, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's probably Galadriel. That's Sauron. That's this." And there was some things that he was pointing out like oh this is the map of that is this in the second age of this part of the story and i'm like god you're a nerd and i love it <laughs> it's great yeah um um but teaser trailer what do you think little teaser trailer um looks right looks right looks looks interesting um i wasn't blown away by it to be there's really honest. nothing to talk about here yeah. it's literally just oh Mag- middle earth is a magical place and there's lots of things to explore hey you remember the lord of the rings this is before that this is before that <laughs> This is more of it. <laughs> yeah, this is good shit. Before there Watch was a, it. Before there was a Hobbit. Before there was a Dark uh, Dark yeah. Lord. Before there was the Ring of Power. Before there was just... the King and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But cool, good stuff. Um, you got much else to say on about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power? I don't really uh, have much. It, it looks very pretty. There's a lot yeah. of cool practical sets. Uh, we got some small character introductions and stuff. I'm just um, hoping it's good. <laughs> I want good stuff again. 
Um, what is that going to go towards? That's a very good question. Yeah. From Xenon. Uh, Xenon. I. I think what did Ed say the other day? Because we we were we were, we asked Ed this as like what is the story they're going to be? Um... Hopefully not Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Good stuff. The um, he mentioned that it's based over a certain time period, so there's going to be big jumps between different characters. It's all based on the Second Age. Yeah. Um, and what? Yes, that was what what he said was that the story they're telling. They're basically like they're changing a little bit of what's going on. And they're basically condensing a bunch of events and characters into one specific moment in time. Okay. Whereas actually a lot Should of the like stuff centuries. plays out over centuries. <laughs> so it's like kind of dis. That's one of the controversial things they're doing. And there was yeah. one more as well that I, I can't remember. There was like two things in the uh, in the Vanity Fair article where they were like, okay, we're keeping most of the stuff the same as what Tolkien had, but there yeah. are a couple of things we are changing. Well, I know a lot of people are saying it's fucking woke just because it has a female in it. And it's like, he, he fucking, it's a fucking female. Oh, no. Why do people shit. have the time to complain about this shit? Yeah. On every, I don't everything that comes out. I don't get the whole people that are like, oh my God, things are getting too woke. It's like... Woke, bro. Fuck off. Um, no, it just means that you're wising up to things. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> Also, this, this has a big cast. Like the character posters yeah. are an indication. There's like ten, so there's like yeah. at least this it's is not like, more, mate. This is a horrible comparison to make, and Ed w- would hit me if he was here because yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings is nothing like Game of Thrones. But it it's kind of it's a game of Game of Thrones sized cast. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing, Zenon. He says, but Lord of the Rings had Eowyn, I am no man. That I is literally no man. one of the things that someone said. Eowyn and it's Arwen, like. Yeah. Oh my god, like you're, you're putting fucking like females in this one. There shouldn't have been any females. It's like, motherfucker, did you watch Lord of the Rings? <laughs> like, there's loads of great female literally... characters in the in the fucking Second Age and yeah. and all the other ages. Like, there's loads in the Silmarillion. Was well, like, even in the original Lord of the Rings? It's like yeah. fucking. Maybe they didn't get the spotlight that they like. It has been one criticism of like Tolkien yeah. in the in the past. And oh it's yeah, a valid one. It's like, like, like there's not a lot of lead female characters. There's yeah. a lot of great female Isn't there, characters. There's none in the Hobbit, is there? Like, if I'm there's, right, there's, none there's in literally the none. Which is why they put Evangeline okay. Lily's character in. Yeah, because it's and, in the movies because they wanted a reference point. And, and they had to make that fucking, fucking, like like and romantic they brought bollocks. Back, yeah. Yeah. And they they made a romantic storyline. Yeah. But yeah, Galadriel is one of the characters that is yep. that is one of yep. the main characters. In this. Elrond as well. He's back. Um, if I was to guess, I think that Galadriel is going to be like the main character you follow the most. But I think you, I think it will jump around to different yeah. places. What I'm really excited to see, and this is one of the things I think Ed is most excited to see, is like different parts of Middle Earth and how they interpret them from the books. Yeah, because there's so many cool places like. It's the second age, so like Numenor is alive, like me- like it's there's this kind of thing, and then there's the different Elven kingdoms are all in their shining glory, and it's it's really cool. Mm. Yeah, Tarion was made just for the films. Yeah. As for exactly what like what the story is, like it's about the Rings of Power, obviously. Well, we're gonna have. I guess they're corrupting influence on everything. Yeah, you mentioned Celebrimbor's gonna be in it. The, yeah. the maker of the rings or the maker of the one ring and hopefully it'll be better than Shadow of War the game because that <laughs> sort of lore dump was kind of shit game well, was well, game, the, the games deviate heavily from the, the, the source material the actual game. games themselves were great to play fucking amazing yeah I love those games so much story wise I, 
just sweep that away. Sweep that under the carpet. Let's just forget about Let's, that happening. It's, yeah. Mm, yeah, no. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Not at all. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what stories they decide to tell. There's a lot of stuff to draw from. Uh, it's weird because it's, it's like... It's always the thing with... The, this is coming back into the prequel argument, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like when you do something that's set before an original, you know movie series or tv series or whatever you if you're yeah. doing a prequel series to something that already exists like you know where certain characters are going to end up so y- yeah you you yeah. know where this is headed that the rings corrupts everybody the men become ring wraiths the, yeah. the dwarves all just die because of their greed uh the elves don't get corrupted because they're elves and they're badasses mm. uh, but then the one ring gets forged and middle earth gets plunged into darkness yep like, we know what's going to happen so like thank you for telling me the story about the rings yeah, of power there you well, go you don't need to you. watch it I don't it have to watch it now no, this is incredible yeah. um, um, <laughs> despite the fact that you get that literally from watching the fellowship of the ring for 10 minutes <laughs> yes like in the first 5 <laughs> minutes it's like this is what happens <laughs> now we're going to do an Amazon Prime 12 episode or however many fucking episode show on it Yeah, which I'm like yeah it's they'll, fine. They'll, they'll do more stories than that but yeah. they'll make it more important than that. We I cannot know. judge until we've seen the thing, which we will. Um, Moon Knight, we had we talked about Big Game Spot, whatever, and then we had um, Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness. This is the last big one that came out of it. <laughs> Chef's Kiss from Ryan. Oh, this looks fucking sick. Um, <laughs> it looks batshit fucking crazy as well. Yes. It looks. When, when it came up with um, director Sam Raimi, I'm like, I'm all in. Like even the transition of showing his name, I'm like, yeah, I, but yes, you, you knew that was yes, you knew he was gonna. But like the visuals of that show, and it's like, yes, yes, <sighs> okay, <laughs> I'm all in. Um, <laughs> no, this is a very interesting trailer because um, Patrick Stewart's back as Professor X. Yep, that I'm just gonna he's, launch straight into it. Sorry, spoilers. If you, he's in it. That is him. That is his voice. This is definitely his voice, yeah. And they are definitely doing Illuminati, which is you have some of the main faces of Marvel which means, as a group. Yeah, we're and they are like a council Spoiler of alert, things that happen. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be back. It's not Robert Downey Jr. It's not. Is it Tom no, Cruise? It's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I'm pretty Iron sure Man. it's going to be Tom Cruise. Or another version. Or another version of Iron Man. Or whatever. So but like, on... it's, it's heavily rumoured that Tom Cruise is going to make an appearance because he was in the casting run of playing Tony Stark, oh, which is God, like... How uh, things would have moment. turned out differently. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, so you see briefly, like, you know, so Doctor, he's gonna Doctor play Strange. Superior Iron Man. Yeah. So who is, um, who is on the... Illuminati. Illuminati? So you have... Give me a rundown. Oh, fuck, let me get the pictures up real quick. Um, I literally just typed in Illuminati, not Marvel. <laughs> Don't go down that rabbit hole. Oh, God, we'll be here okay, for hours. No, so you have... Um, because this is very interesting because I think this is going to be obviously an alternate. I don't. Ooh, because. So the Illuminati mainly consists of Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic, Namor the Submariner, uh, Black Bolt, Iron Man, Professor X. So, and when we come up to that little bit in the trailer, you ha- will have Professor X, you'll have Iron Man because you see his other Iron Man suits. And I think you see a version of Doctor Strange there. And then also you have Mordo, which is there because he's the one that, well, we are led to assume he's the one that captures Doctor Strange, puts those braces on him, um, and then leads them, brings them before them. So I wonder if this is going to be like the Illuminati that is the main one that is like across all multiverses, or this is going to be in like, oh, this is the Illuminati from one universe, and then 
we'll end up having our Illuminati from our universe and stuff like that. Um, but hey, looks good. And or I, I wonder if like instead of Doctor Strange being part of the Illuminati, it is Mordo, um, in in the hot seat. I but this this fuck. I I don't I don't know I don't know whether they'll. I have so many questions. Will they do the cross universe Illuminati? Because like we've Maybe. just had a TV series on like the, in the Marvel universe Loki, where we've yeah. just discovered that there is a time agency that spans all. Mm. So would they go down that route again, or would they just go? This is what happened in our universe, yeah. and the Illuminati was formed. Yeah, which I feel like they might do a little bit more because yeah. I think what they're setting up here is that Doctor Strange is going to be basically jumping between universes. Yeah, he's going to be jumping between a reality where Wanda says no more mutants and becomes the Scarlet yeah. Witch, and she's, he's going to be jumping between I'm... the real world and he's going to then be jumping between the Illuminati one, and then maybe a different version where he is like you know uh, superior doctor strange or whatever where he's just mad and evil yeah uh and yeah i i i i'm interested to see what the main plot of this is going to be because obviously you'll have like doctor strange going around and having a cameo manifesto but what is it actually going to be about is it going to be like doctor strange but i guess coming to terms with his inner demons or is like scarlet witch going to be going full-on fucking villain um, I love the quote that she uses in the trailer when she's like, "Oh, you, you, you know, do you, you, you tamper with time, space and time or whatever? You, you do this event, and your lord is as a hero. I do it, and I'm the villain. That doesn't seem fair." And it's like, "Yeah, you got a point fair. there. You got a point there." But you did hold an entire town hostage, and you did bring back your dead robot boyfriend back to life against everyone's will and you did kind of fuck up stuff Doctor Strange yes what he did was completely wrong and he just decided to open up space and time in the multiverse just for a little kid that just begged oh he didn't want to be known I mean that's equally as fucked but he did fix it he fixed it well, well we, we're you like to, to think assume. you like to think he fixed it but my point is they're both in the wrong basically but, everybody's wrong it, they're and, both uh... in, the, in they're both in the wrong but it's interesting to see how each of the characters react obviously Doctor Strange is like okay well I kind of fucked up I'm going to try and fix it and Scarlet which is like well I fucked up and everybody hated me so fuck you all so fuck everyone change it yeah. yeah exactly that's cool I like it love um, that love, love that, that so much uh, we get to see who do we get to see fighting oh Who's, like, good glowing? god okay Marvel? that's a couple different things so it could be Iron Man could be could be like it superior looks very Iron, Iron Man, Iron Man. could be that could be Captain Marvel from a different universe, or it could be Monica Rambeau's Captain Marvel, uh, or Ms. Marvel, whatever she's called. Tayona Paris. <laughs> I think that's her name. Uh, yeah. Um, no, she's great. It might be her, because I can't remember if we mentioned before that she's going to be in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness or not. Or, um, I, I'm thinking it's probably her. Or a different version of Captain Marvel. Or, I mean, it could be either one of those, couldn't it? It could be several different things. Yeah. I I think it's... I'm leaning more towards Iron Man because I thought I saw an arc reactor in the chest. Yeah. So it's yeah. either Iron Man. To be honest, though, it looked like... It looked a little bit of like a slender form of Iron Man. I, I'm for, for some reason, I jumped straight towards Rescue, but I don't understand why... Um, like, why Pepper Potts in the Rescue suit would be in this film. That doesn't make any sense to me. Unless yeah. it's a different version of Pepper Potts in the world where there is like a superior Iron Man and then there's like an antagonistical 
yeah iron man force towards him in particular yeah another um, but the the individual is also glowing so it could yeah. very well be miss marvel or captain marvel yeah version or something um another character that is going to make her appearance is um a character called america chavez 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 i apologize i don't know much about your character but um yeah we see her in a sort of like an american uh denim jacket jacket uh looks great and she's being portrayed by uh sochi gomez uh sochitl shotitl uh, i again i'm butchering names come to the butcher where i can kill your name off and you can hate me for the rest of your life i apologize so much um i don't know much about her character uh superior appearing in american comic books yes what is her characters yeah live action debut in Wonder, uh, not one division oh yeah because she was originally going to be making her appearance in no way home because she was going to be the i guess the link between spoilers for no way home Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tom Maguire Spider-Man and then Tom Holland Spider-Man. She's going to be like the interconnecting between them. Um, but then she was like cut at the last moment. Uh, what is her powers? Uh, Char- has a superhuman strength and durability just like every other fucking superhero. Oh, ever. she was going to be the one that brought them all together? Yeah. Instead um, of Ned with a sling ring. Oh God, I wish it was the other way around. And the power of flight, Shavas also has the power to kick open star-shaped holes in reality, allowing her and her teammates to travel through the multiverse and into other realities. She moves at superhuman speed, since she's able to catch up and nearly exceed the speed of the light, as observed by Spectrum in her light form. What the fuck? Shavas has developed the ability to make an enemy burst into tiny star fragments with a punch. In the moments of extreme duress... She has been shown to project a large star that releases powerful energy blasts capable of injuring the likes of Captain Marvel. She's kind of OP. She kind of sounds OP. <laughs> um, did you know that Ryan Reynolds is apparently in this movie? Is he? Oh, that's Deadpool he, then. He's on the cast list. But wasn't Ryan Reynolds also in the cast list for No Way Home? Yeah. He's so, been in the cast list for every Marvel take, movie. Take that with a grain of salt. Take that with a pinch of salt. Well, not um, even a grain of salt. Also, like... we'll give a shout out as well, just because. Um, oh, yeah. Rachel Adams. Uh, Rachel McAdams, sorry. Yes. Is back as... She's back. Her character. She's getting married. She's getting married. Yeah. Uh, she's getting caught by Doctor Strange as they split into tiny pieces. That was in there as well. There's a lot of things happening. Oh, visually. I think oh, it's going to be the best looking Marvel film. Just colour grading and everything. Visually. looks pretty good already i love the kind of nightmarish start it has where you're like seeing doc stranger's dreams yeah and there's like a, a haunted house in the middle of a marsh that he's standing in front i wonder of. and then he walks into the haunt and then it's just like a stairway to heaven stairway that just disappears I'm yeah like, there's um there's a there's a moment right at the end of the trailer it might be dr strange and he's sort of like deforming into like you know when he's fighting thanos and he does that thing where he like projects himself like yeah. multiple times there's a bit at the end of the trailer where he kind of looks like that like there's it multiple like arms it looks like it's evil and doctor strange. I'm, I'm debating is that evil doctor strange or just doctor strange being controlled or whatever or is this going to be the character nightmare the doctor strange villain it might be him i have no idea speculations what is this going to be there's also that weird um like mummified looking character at the start, at yes, the start. at the at the very start, and then you have um, that weird tentacled giant eye beholder looking thing at that one bit. Um, yeah, this looks very very interesting. I mean, I mean, nightmare does look quite like a possibility. Like a nightmare, I guess you could say that. Um, and people have Maybe. linked a lot of articles, so I think we probably yeah. will see him. Yeah, I'd like there to be nightmare because 
yeah, you can have... It's it's either have Nightmare or just have Mordo as the main villain. Because, like, it'd be kind of boring if it was just, oh, it's just Evil Doctor Strange. So, apparently... Okay, well, this is a rumour article and a half, but apparently there was, there was a little bit of a... When was this written? 2020. Six, so, so, sixth month of 2020, so... Okay. I apologise for yawning so much. That's what I get for doing night shifts. Okay, so apparently, uh, Kevin Feige was quoted as saying before the first Doctor Strange movie, I love it how we've turned this into a whole segment now, oh, good. Um, <laughs> uh, that Nightmare was a, a difficult villain to start with for Doctor Strange and then they mm. eventually went with Dormammu because that was because because that's his biggest adversary his biggest adversary but because Nightmare kind of introduces the dream dimension mm. and it means you have to do multiversal stuff to start with yeah and obviously they weren't ready for that yet yeah but now they've done it they probably will do they probably could do Nightmare that kind of thing and apparently yeah. um, Nightmare was going to be a slightly gender bent role I'm and they were cool. going to get Eva Green to play Eva Nightmare Green. Uh, who who what has Eva Green done? I'm trying to picture Eva Green. I think I remember uh, it. Was second, she in James second, Bond? Second 300 movie? She was in Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Royale. That's, that's where I remember her from. And Sin City and different things like that. Cool. Good actress. She's and, great. Uh, uh, per- Mrs. Mrs. Perrigan's Home for Peculiar. Oh, that train wreck. That, that um, one as well. X-Men, but bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. No, I remember watching that film. In, sorry if I'm... Um, so it could very well that we see Eva Green playing the Nightmare or Nightmare in this movie. Cool. But at the same time, it kind of definitely looked like a different version of Doctor Strange in the trailer. So I don't know is the answer, really. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to see how this film goes up because apparently there's been a lot of um, reshoots and stuff. like, and, and Every film has reshoots, but this one has had an extensive amount of reshoots, which makes me think, I, I really hope that this isn't going to... Have they gonna... changed the entire story? Maybe. Because oh, this was originally this was originally meant to come out before No Way Home. That's true. Yeah. So that's why you probably had America Chavez. I'm definitely saying that name wrong. American Chavez. girl. Chavez. Chavez. Um, meant to have that character in No Way Home. So now that it's sort of flipped around, you're like, oh, fuck, well what do we do sort of thing I yeah I really hope it doesn't hinder the whole the film story yeah because I really want to like this film well how was this okay so this was gonna well that changes everything because like how was it if this 100%. was gonna be before the Spider-Man movie then it means Doctor Strange already knew about the multiverse because he'd already basically broke it apart yep which means I guess it, the lead up would have been that those the Spider-Man villains would have just shown up anyway yeah so then it takes it's away like, from so, Peter's yeah, story and wanting to correct things and oh my god it changes everything yeah America Chavez would have come in like already been introduced as a character and then that's why it would have made sense of it seeing her in No Way Home so yeah it's jeez <laughs> but complicated we've s- not not exactly the same scenario but Sam Raimi had a lot of shit to deal with with Spider-Man 3 and True going back and watching that and seeing like I shared with you a video that Ben from Canada did and he basically says right as you look at Spider-Man 3 as a story it's not bad it, it's pretty sense all the character motivations make sense and you know Sam Raimi didn't half ass it but yeah he didn't want to use Venom but fuck it he made he Venom work anyway, he yeah. made Venom work as much as possible yeah um, so I'm thinking 
Sam Raimi has unfortunately had to deal with difficult circumstances before and it's been somewhat okay so I'm hopefully he's able to do it again I, I have full faith in Sam Raimi he's one of my favourite directors so oh, I apologise if the streamers because we're doing this on Twitch and you see me just like I guess doing a hand gesture stiff wrist it's, it's I'm trying to click my wrist because it's really painful slash needs to click you know you get that you're just like I need my finger to yeah, click or whatever. And it's, arm and it's just ah, there we go. Just click properly. Nice. Thank you, wrist. The wrist that I broke in a motorcycle. So yeah, accident. multiverse madness is madness. It is madness. Good. Go all out, please. I beg you. Um. Yeah. I. What else is it? Are we missing anything? I. Don't, I can't remember. I don't really know. Um. Oh, the Oscars got a uh, um, their bloody things nominations out the oscar nominations are out yeah um we'll do that a different day because yeah. th there's a lot and there we, is, we, we have a lot, lot to cover there. anyway usual, there's, um, quite a lot. there's some good ones and there's some well the biggest omission i think is uh, uh villeneuve who did june the director mm. he's not up for best director which is pretty shocking really, that's oscars come slap Shh. you in the face come what, on. You, what are you doing come on get out of here well at least jared leto isn't nominated for an award at least we could take that away. We can, we can. Fucking Ryan shit. can rest easy at night. Yeah, um, I can, I can definitely do that. Um, for now, anyway. Right, should we talk about the main film of the podcast today? One of the greatest films ever made. One of the greatest superhero films ever made. Why are you so serious? Why, why are you so serious? <laughs> By Christopher Nolan. Mm. Um, the Dark Knight. We're talking about the Dark Knight because we're still building up to the Batman coming out with Robert Bat and Bat, and we're doing Dark Knight this week. Then we're doing the Dark Knight Rides next week. Then we're hopefully talking about the Batman. It's a good film, isn't it? Um, one thing we should mention because we yeah. haven't mentioned it before we launch into this good. is uh, Vox Machina. Oh yeah, Vox Machina is really fucking good. Watch it, really fucking good. Watch it's it. Really cool. Watch it. The, Dark the, the, the last three episodes are coming out this week, and it's oh, we'll definitely do an episode on that as well. It's gonna be so good. Um, yeah, that'll either be that'll probably be after the Batman comes out. Um, we should uh, be after the Dark Knight Rises. Yes, because we've got a spare yeah. week, haven't we? Yeah. Yes. So be after that, just before we watch the Batman. Yeah. Which we we I was thinking about this the other day, sure. talking about Batman. We should probably look at tickets already. We should. Yes. Uh, if we want to get in, we'll do that after this. Cool. It'll be our Valentine's gift to each other. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> It's what I've always wanted. Yes. It is what I've always wanted. It's just not necessarily <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Um, anyway, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight um, came out in 2008. 2008. <laughs> was going to say 2018. Was, I was like, no. the trouble with being over the 10s now. No. Is you just, it's, everything is 20-something. Oh, fucking awful to think that the 90s was 30 years ago. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like 10. It feels like three decades ago. Fuck off. I don't like this. We've had the noughties, we've had the, the teens, and now we're in the... Enties. Fucking... Twenties. Twins. Twenties. Anyway, Dark Knight. What a cast. What performances there is. Um, oh, my Lord. We, we mentioned... We start with this movie? I know, I don't know. I really don't know. Because last week we discussed Batman Begins, and you said, and I agreed... That Batman Begins is probably the best adaptation of, of Batman. any Batman film, yes. uh, of any Batman story, yeah. slash just Batman in general. Yeah. This is just genuinely, not in the sense of adaptation, but 
movie speaking, near enough perfect. I feel it's a perfect film. Yeah, I don't like saying films are perfect because I don't well, think anything I is mean, perfect. Yeah. But the yeah to reiterate Jesus. that point we said last we talked about last week is that I feel the only thing that really yeah. kind of if there's anything to let this Batman movie down is that it. Gotham looks a bit too sea like. Gotham is like is but it's just Gener- Chicago generic, basically generic city, or Detroit yeah. or wherever they filmed it. So it's it's basically just it doesn't have that rough edge to it like the Batman Begins did with the slums. The thing I was thinking to myself earlier is that you need I think personally Batman works a little bit better when you make Gotham a little bit more interesting enough gothic mm. and a little bit fantastical in the way that it's not necessarily like Okay, it's not like futuristic, like Metropolis is sometimes predicted with like loads of monorails everywhere and like um, everybody's got floating cars and all this crap and whatever the hell Joel Schumacher tried to do and yeah. just have a load of 50 million foot but statues. Aesthetically, it did look different. <laughs> it did look different, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it, it was cool. And yeah. Actually, to be fair to Joel Schumacher, the aesthetic of those movies wasn't necessarily the issue. Yeah, um, it was just it the, was just the god awful writing and story and, and acting and, and, acting and uh, everything yeah. else. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this this movie feels like it's just what if Batman was set in Chicago and Detroit yeah. and there was a real. What if we just took a story? Yeah, a really good crime thriller story, and just had Batman in it. That was the different take. Uh, from this film uh god where where do we start should we talk about the characters and uh, not the characters the actors involved the cast is incredible cast is amazing so you have the returning of um commissioner gordon with uh, gary oldman you have christian bale back as the batman you have uh morgan freeman back as lucius fox just so much good shit and then also you have the great heath ledger as the joker making his appearance you also have like Killian Murphy coming back as a scarecrow very briefly at the start of the film um yeah oh, who do we start with did you mention oh so we have Two-Face uh, no uh, oh, fuck I forgot his name you have him you have Aaron Aaron Eccles isn't it or Aaron Aaron um oh, just type in the dark night yeah I always forget his name. I can never put a name he, to his face. He is incredible as well. He's perfectly cast. He as is so good. Two face in this. Movie. Uh, obviously, Michael Caine is um, Alfred. Uh, oh, Aaron okay. Eccles. Uh, no, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart. That's it. I apologise, Aaron, if you're listening to this or watching this. You're probably not. Um, I... Maggie Gyllenhaal as Rachel. Maggie Gyllenhaal takes over. Who, who's, who's, as Rachel. Yeah, replaced um, previous lady. She's great. Yeah, she is great in this movie. Everybody's great in this. Mm. I. I don't. So much. Everyone is great. Everyone is fantastic. The mu- as much as we could like lax like wax lyrical for like two hours plus probably yeah. about how good Heath Ledger's depiction of the Joker is in this film, and how just incredibly Joker yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, just Aaron Aaron Eckhart. I think cast as Two Face slash Harvey Dent. Yeah, so Perfect good. Perfect casting. Yeah, and he's it, he kind of gets outshone by the Joker a little bit in this yeah. film. Yeah, but yeah. But like, if you if you were to make this like a crime thriller about just how Harvey Dent becomes Two Harvey Face, Dent. yeah, and you were to take the Joker out, he'd still, still be, be such a great and great compelling villain for this film. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, his 
transformation story of this yeah is so good it's a great adaptation of the one that's in the long halloween and mm. oh, it's just so good so the main story is effectively batman's being batman he's going around being batman and beating other non-batman people um, um and the crime syndicates of like the uh, falcones is sort of being taken up by up-and-coming mobsters or associates to do with falcone uh, and and harvey dent is putting them all away because he's such a good lawyer and he's got so much leverage over them and the city's getting back in into good places until the joker comes in and he's like ha, i'm gonna try and corrupt every single fucker around me just because it's fun yeah, he, I'm going to input a little bit of chaos and everyone's effectively got a prize or everyone's got pressure points and I'm just going to exploit them to their fullest. Uh, and then Batman's got to stop Joker. But can he? Or can't he? Yeah, basically Joker comes up in this stuff and he's like, hey, yo, mobsters, why are you all so... <laughs> why are you serious? Of <laughs> yeah. Why, uh, why, 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 why are you not go after Batman? Batman is issue. Take out just, just kill out Batman. Yeah, yeah it's like, it can't be that hard, you know. Um, I and then proceeds oh. to just ensue utter chaos on Gotham. Yeah, I love because effectively the Joker gets two introductions in this movie, and I love both of them. Both of them could have. It's got iconic movie opening. This as well, isn't it? Yes, it's one of the best openings to any movie. And it's one of the best endings to any movie. Yes, one of the best endings. Iconic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bit in the middle is pretty good as well. <laughs> it's pretty, it's, ladies and gentlemen, this movie's pretty fucking good. <laughs> no, because um, if you took out like the opening with the Joker in the, the bank and vault and just the whole setup, which is incredible, his his introduction to the other mob bosses is equally fucking amazing. It's so good, yeah. It's so good. I thought my jokes were bad. So, yeah, so one of the main themes is like the whole corruption of individuals and what it takes to break someone mentally and I guess physically as well it's all to do in mind games um, and breaking the integrity of everyone um, and who can't be broken <sighs> oh, god where do I go fuck there's just so much to talk about I can't think of it let's just keep on with the joker because <sighs> I just go ahead. You you, you think of something I can't. <laughs> oh, I, I love. So there's there's always a big debate of like who is the best adaptation of this character, who's the best adaptation of, of the Joker. Character. Yeah. This Heath Ledger's adaptation of this, his portrayal of this version of the Joker, is so so good. Like in Tim Burton's Batman movie. Yeah. Like, Jack Nicholson's Joker is great, and they give him this kind of... They give him the Red Hood, like, origin storyline, mm. where he's, like, this down-on-his-luck guy, mobster, and he gets done, and he gets thrown in the acid, and blah, 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 and he comes out as the Joker. Yeah. And then seeks revenge on those who put him in that place, and also on Batman for his hand in Yeah. He just wants to have fun. And he's a lot more kind of laughable and jokey. Now, like you can say that the Joker works well with that origin story because it's a it's a really good story. It's a yeah. nice one that ties him to Batman, and there's quite there's quite a interesting thing about like 
sympathizing the joke like making him a sympathetic character where you're like oh he's down on his luck thug who was just doing a thing and was in the wrong place at yeah. the wrong time you see and... where he's coming from you can see why he does yeah. what he does but there's just something so fun about not knowing the, the joke origins. of being just a force of nature yeah where it's like it's one of the best there's so many every scene is great in this movie but yeah. When they're going through his like clothing, and there's like his clothing's all custom. There's no dental records. There's no yeah. fingerprint records. It's just what is this custom clothing? He's yeah. just, I, I, he's just a guy in a clown costume. Yeah, like there's nothing like, we can get on this and dude. Joker sitting in the cell, just like staring, like he's yeah. he is just the embodiment of anarchy it's one of the first movies that did the whole trope of oh it's the villain that wants to be captured because he's got a plan it's like it's all to do with the plan and yeah he does say in the film like do i look like a guy with a plan yeah like yeah yeah you you kind of do joker this entire thing is a plan (laughs) you don't don't really have you don't have an end goal you're going towards but you do yeah kind of just plot along yeah um as he puts it himself i just do things yeah um every monologue that he has is I, I think every moment with the, the Joker, the Joker spe- speaks a lot of kind of twisted backwards wisdom in this movie. Yeah, where he when he talks about order and chaos, he speaks a lot of sense as well. In a, in some scenes, in some respects, yeah. When he's like in the scene with Harvey Dent in the in the hospital, and he's like talking about the hypocrisy of yeah. people, and he's like, "Well, fuck them, basically." Um, and I wonder if you caught this, but. Joker, whenever he goes into the room, I guess other than yeah, it's not until like maybe the ending, um, when a Joker's plan gets foiled, is he he's always in the perfect position where he knows he's he's got everyone. Like oh, I'm in the cell because I want to be in the cell. Oh, Batman's here with me. Well, I've got your girlfriend and you you know Harvey Dent, the the light of Gotham. It's like yeah, I've got you all in my pocket. Like you guys are, have no idea what i've got in stock for you you're all underestimating me and even when you think you're overestimating me you're still underestimating me <laughs> there's a very there's i a got very, so much linchpins on you yeah there's a cool air about the joker in this film where he's like because he genuinely believes it because it's his whole like character philosophy in this movie is like yeah everybody is as ugly as me inside yeah and like don't try and hold yourself to some higher standard he even says that I love it how he taunts Batman in the interrogation like, scene which is one of the best scenes ever in film he basically he, he, it, he just deconstructs Batman's belief system yeah. which is quite cool and so, being like don't think like you're no different than I you're just yeah. a freak we're just two freaks sitting the, here. the bit when Batman says like, oh you're just a you're just a murderer or like what was the first thing he says to Bat- uh, Joker he's, he's like, like don't, don't say that you're not one of them yeah that, them. that's the point I'm getting at he's like you're just a you're, you're a clown that kills for money it's like no don't talk like them I know you're better than that <laughs> completely sees through that bullshit yeah. and the, the point I was trying to but get to is there's a lot of truth by it that it's like, yeah. like like they will turn on you yeah the moment you're not needed yeah they tolerate you now they don't accept yeah, yeah. you don't feel like that you have some sort of upper you're hand used here. to them and as soon as yeah. you're not you're out no but the the moment i'm trying to get to is like the bit when he's holding the gun he gives it to harvey dent and he talks about like oh just come on input a little bit of chaos and anarchy and then like two-faced flips the coin he's like oh now you're talking <laughs> no i right now you get my language he's holding the uh the the bat well, i don't know what it's called on the gun the hammer the hammer so if Two-Face flipped the coin and it ended up, you know, oh, I'm going to kill you now. Joker's got his finger on it. You can't kill it. He's yeah. always one step ahead of everyone. 
It's like, yeah, I'm going to make you think you've got the power. But you don't. Come on, mate. I'm in control here. Like, <laughs> Although I believe, yeah. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting. I, I like... There's so many different angles you can go. I, I love the the cell scene is so iconic because it's just, it's, it's what makes Joker the best villain of mm. any of any superhero character is that he is, the this idea that he is this yin to Batman's yang, yeah. The idea of like, you're a you're a, a force of justice, yeah. And you are, this thing, and here I am, this unassuming man in a purple suit with clown, clown makeup. makeup that's probably far too old and, and needs probably redoing. Yeah. And greasy hair. Here I am in this cell with you. And I am the literal embodiment and little niggling reminder in the back of your head that you are trying to be this legend or this this yeah. man who is above stuff that really it's all just chaos at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like and you're breaking your own laws yeah. and stuff like that. And... And I am <clears> going to push you to your very limit. I am, yeah, because that's what that's what the Joker does to Batman. He 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 is he, constantly trying to get Batman to break his rule. Well, he does that with everyone. Yeah, everyone that the Joker comes across, he's like, right, okay. What is the thing that, like, your moral standpoint? What is the thing that you hold above everything else? Right, I'm going to fuck that up. So, for example, with Harvey Dent, he's like, right, how can I break this dude? Oh, you're in love with this girl. I'm going to kill your girl. Yeah, have one of them. I want to burn your fucking face off. And you're, you're an well, he doesn't do the like, whole burn your face off deliberately. But like he and an, uh, like another small one. Whenever he comes across the the guard in the cell with him, after Batman and everyone's just running over to try and save Harvey and uh, Rachel, he just looks at him and is like, "I want my phone call." Okay, you're not giving me my phone call, right? Okay, so what? Are you you're a cop. That means you're probably, you know, think yourself above everyone. You think you're kind of egotistical and you don't like to be proven wrong. Okay, so yeah, I know my your friends better than you because I've seen them how in their most vulnerable. That'll get you. That'll get you. That'll get you. You know all those people that I killed that were your friends? It's it's that boastful... They were, they were more my friends than they were yours. Yeah, that's that boastful, egotistical nature of him. And yeah, he always loves to, I don't know prove people wrong in the most ugly way it's about the joker even says it himself at the end of the movie when he's hanging upside down like a fool he's like <laughs> i i took gotham's white knight and i brought him down to our level and it's like yeah that's the whole yeah that's your thing yeah all you're trying to do is drag everybody down to your level yeah and by ensuing chaos and yeah. chucking people into the chaos and being like let's see how much your moral values matter when the world is on fire yeah 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 and even with the, you know, the mob people where he's got um, you know, that whole massive stack of cash, he's like, okay, yeah, this is my cut, but I'm now going to show you what that means to me. Absolutely fuck all. And then he, in that same sequence, he brings it down to, oh, yeah, you think you've got loyal dogs, but just, you know, what happens if they're hungry? See how loyal they are then. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Not everything's all about... Of these- all of these structures of power that you have, all of this yeah. wealth that you've amassed, <clears throat> what does it all mean if I yeah. burn it all down? It means absolutely fuck yeah. all. Yeah. Who are you at the end of the day then? Are you so high and mighty to call yourself this and that? Yeah. And I love that it leads to the fact of like, 
there's a there's the there's the beautiful there's the beautiful but also very sad line when you watch the film again when Heath Ledger's Joker says you and I could do this forever. No, yeah, it's something because like it's that. He it, says you and I look like destined we're, to are destined this to do this forever. Uh, it's and like you won't kill me out of some moral self-righteous yeah. thing, and I'm not going to kill you because you're too much. Fun. You're too much fun, <laughs> and in a. In a way, it, you could take that too. Well, you could take this both ways. You can take that in a way that it's it's very unfortunate that Heath Ledger passed, like just before the film came out, and like he got his Oscar and stuff. Because, and I don't believe for a second the fact that people saying, "Oh, he just got his Oscar because he died," and that's complete horseshit. No, I think he would have yeah. won it if he was alive. Yeah, I and mean, if he hadn't for this performance, there would have been a little bit of an outcry. Yeah, really. but the bit when he does say that, and you're like, oh, "God, they they would have." And like uh, in you know in the world of like reboots, sequels, you know, using the same villains all over and over and over again. As much as I complain about it, I would not have minded seeing Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker for like he, five think, movies I in think, a row. I think <laughs> he, I think he would have made. I don't know. I think they would have. I think Nolan would have still made a trilogy. It would have been a very yeah. different movie, though. I think it would have been. Joker would have been a cameo in it. He wouldn't have been yeah. the main villain. He would have yeah. just been in arc, and we would have got an, like another cell scene where he's well, like, the, "Good um, evening." Just to go ahead a little bit to Dark Knight Rises, the bit in where, like, you know, uh, you have uh, Scarecrow on top of, I guess, the. What is it he's sat on? He's on a chair and he's on top of this, like, mound of something. Books and stuff. Books and stuff like that. That was meant to be the Joker. That was meant to be Heath Ledger's Joker in that chair, just, like, you know, ordering people to their death and stuff like that, because it's fun. But because of unfortunate, he's just passing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, because of his passing, they gave it to um, Scarecrow instead. But which is works just still as works well. as just I as well. I actually would argue yeah. it works better with Scarecrow because yeah. they, they make him out to be a, a lawyer. In like Doctor Crane is like a yeah. medical expert who works with the law. Um, so, so if you want to have a judge, jury, and executioner, have the guy who used to run Arkham be that judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, uh, and even though it would, have, it would have worked with the Joker, I would have much. I, I just think the Joker would have been a character that would have just been let loose, and and his first thought is like, I'm not going to go and judge people in a courthouse that's easily findable. Yeah, he's like, what utter chaos can I yeah. cause? Yeah, how many people can I break today? Yeah, and yeah, so going back to that thing, so him mentioning we can do this forever, we're destined to do this forever. So in a way, like. Yeah, that they were planning on using him repeatedly, but also it's maybe just a, a, a like a spotlight on. Well, yeah, like he is right because there's been how many comics to do with the Batman and Joker? How many games? How many movies have already been made with the Joker versus Batman? Like it, it, signi- it, it signifies the legacy of those two characters of how iconic they are. Runs all the way through to that amazing line in. Um the dark knight returns comic uh, graphic novel where batman says how many how many people have i let die by yeah. letting you live yeah it's like and that's I, ca- weakness, I can't yeah. ever kill you but like you said once we were destined to do this forever yeah and here we are and interesting enough like in every iteration of the character it's true as well even in the arkham games where joker does kick the bucket mm. and die he still is haunting bruce for the whole of that third yeah. game he's there and he's you know He's the ghost in the back of Batman's head that yeah. almost Batman Batman to be the very best he can be needs the Joker because yeah. he's the one reminder of why you don't give up or don't be corrupt. Why yeah. you don't give up on hope yeah. and why you don't give in to that chaos Yeah, and anything that, that you know Batman does. And it's so cool and it leads into that line that he says to him when they're on top of the uh, the 
the tower and he's like you truly are you know incorruptible, incorruptible yeah you? like it's you, sort of you've, that's you've the moment me of like yeah wow you're like and i i really do love the joker's change in motives through this film as well like yeah. at the start he's like yeah just fucking kill the batman how hard is this <laughs> like come on i'm gonna you know rob i love that bit when one of the gangsters says what well, you expect us to rob us in front of us he's like yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Did I? Did you really expect to do that? Yes, I did. Because I can. <laughs> um, no, yeah, and he, he but yeah, the, the motives change from yeah, I just killed a Batman. He's fucking inconvenient. Oh wait, this guy's very interesting. This guy's fun. This guy's yeah. really fun. He doesn't want to kill people. I want to push that. <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep going. I don't want to kill. Yeah, it, like his entire outlook and his. Yeah. But what if his I, character like let changes? Me, let me continue to let me continue to set this forest fire in motion. Yeah. How far will you let me go before you break that rule? Yeah. Let's find out. And effectively, he does break the rule. Like the Joker does win. At the Joker the end. does. The Joker does win. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily get Batman to necessarily kill, but although he was the cause of Harvey Dent's death. In, Harvey Dent's in, death. In way. Yeah. In, in a indirect direct way not not yeah not just <laughs> yeah. not just in a, dire, a direct way but also in a symbolic in a sim you know a way of a symbol yeah batman is kind of responsible for harvey dent's image declining to what he became in two face as well yeah 100%. and I, I yeah i love when he says you're it goes back to that brilliant video essay i found on youtube of like why why does batman not kill because batman doesn't and this links to the. I'm going to link it into the end of the film here because mm. like I, I got I got to talk about the end of this film because it's so it's so good it's so good, but it's like it links to the fact that Batman never makes the easy decision. Yeah, and it links straight into the kind of message that Bruce learns and the lesson Bruce learns in this movie. For, and like Alfred says it, he's like you know, you know, Batman can be whatever you want it to be. Mm. Maybe that's the point, Batman. Maybe you're not looking to be a hero here. Maybe, maybe you just need to be whatever they paint you as. But that's that's yeah. the the power that you hold as Batman because you're outside of everything. You're not part of the elite. You're not part of the scum. You are the, just a symbol. Yeah. And that symbol can be whatever you mean it to be for the people of Gotham in that time. And it's ultimately why Batman says, "Set the dogs on me." I really like. Um... And it's like Batman never makes the easy decision. And in fact, that's why Batman is incorruptible. Is because he can make the easy the hard decision that no one else can make. Yeah, you like you could easily be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill this dude and yeah. whatever. But but in a way, yeah. like you look at like Jim Gordon can't make the hard decision because he's tied to things. Mm. Harvey Dent can't make the hard decision because he's tied to things. The mayor can't make the hard decision. Yeah. None, none of the police officers can. You know, no politician can necessarily do that. Mm. Batman can because vigilante baby yeah <laughs> I, I, lo I love that and i love the how they hammer that home in this mm. i really loved um alfred's sort of speak uh speech to bruce when they were um you know discovering joker the first time and he goes on to say like some people just want to watch the world oh, burn so, some so people so can't be bought some people you know any any normal some people aren't looking for any reason yeah, it, yeah. and that perfectly characterizing who the joker is and then batman's sort of in this turmoil of like 
well, fuck, how do I beat this guy then? If he cannot, it's he's a, not a generic like it, Falcone. Oh, I can easily take you down because you're, you know, you're buying people. I'll oh, I'm going to use that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take that away from you. Like, there's an easier route to take all these people around. But if you've got no, fuck, you, you've got none of your like all eggs in one basket. There's no easy way of taking you down. How do I? I and it's yeah. not until like the very end when it's like the only way to take the Joker down is to prove him wrong, which is hard enough to do anyway. Yeah. And you have to rely on, you know, hope of the two people, uh, two groups of people like the prisoners and just hoping that they just don't press the button because then that'll prove the Joker wrong. And then that's how I get him. Well, yeah. And that's how that's how you beat the Joker. That's how you rise yeah. above is you make the you make the difficult decision. Yeah. You make the decision to rise above mm. whatever he's trying to lay on you. Yeah. Um, and if it means not doing pressing a button and just leaving it to the fate, then you do that, you mm. know. So yeah, it's it's really cool. But I like the fact that you you brought up that message of like he's not a typical criminal because like the whole time in Batman Begins, Bruce is learning how the criminal mind works. Yeah, he's trying to learn. He's it's, trying to understand like what a, made someone take his parents' it, it, life. It's putting a spanner in the works. It's like you spent the entirety of your life being like, right, okay, well, this guy, he's a bit of a nuisance to deal with, but I can get him eventually. Whereas the Joker is so uh, unpredictable. There's just like, oh, fuck, like, I can't get this dude. Like, if I just lock him up, he'll just break out again, kill more people, and just, like, you know, torment me for the rest of my life. It's... Some men just want, want to watch the world burn. Yeah, good stuff. Love Alfred. Alfred is great in this movie. Um, is there anything we should say about Joker? Because uh, what should we talk about for opening scene? <laughs> We're going all over the place I, with this. It has an uh, iconic opening. I just yeah, the Joker's great in it. Like everybody knows. Like even if yeah. you haven't necessarily watched this movie, you know Heath Ledger's Joker is great in this. Yeah, because it's one of the most quotable films of all time, yeah. probably now. You know. Um, it sets up who he is instantly because you're just like, oh, he's just using these guys for his own benefit. Like, I love the really like very sarcastic, dark humor that the Joker. Yeah, the Joker. This version of the Joker isn't necessarily funny. He's not outwardly funny. Oh yeah, it isn't. Shake my hand. Here's an electric yeah. buzzer, Joker. Yeah, but it's. Let me make this pencil disappear. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. That Ta-da. bit was so good. Um. Or, um I lo- still one of my favorite things is when he does the like the jacket thing. And the jacket, and he's got all those bombs. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's not blow things out of proportion. <laughs> Bloody pun, Joker. Um, Batman has no jurisdiction. Yeah. Now I, again, we like go back to the opening, and he just sort of like ends up. You no, know, he plants the seed in everyone's mind. It's like, oh, okay, then when you've done this job, you've got to kill this dude. You got to, and they're all whittling down until the last moment when you lose. Oh, that is the Joker, and he's just oh, he's taking everything. It's like, oh no, I kill the driver. What what driver? Well, oh, <laughs> I kill the bus driver. What bus driver? <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a good set. I love the way that that is set up and the, the like the heist bit is really cool. Um, and I love when he just, like goes up to the banker and he's like, you know, what do you believe in? What do you believe in? He's yeah, like, I believe whatever doesn't kill him makes you stranger. stranger. Yeah, I love that. Definitely thing. made Batman stranger. Yeah, because it didn't kill him. Didn't kill him. Yeah, made him a more complex character in a way. Yeah, made him a dark knight. Yeah, he did. That's what you get. Um, who else did we talk about? So Harvey Dent. Harvey is Dent, amazing oh, in this. So good. I love it. Would you say? Because I want I want to think of this. Um, I was thinking to see the watching the film. Harvey yeah. Dent is effectively Bruce Wayne, but not Batman. 
Yes. He is Bruce Wayne. He is... Without, you know, the... He is... Without the training and him going through... He is what Bruce Wayne could be. Yeah. He could have been if he didn't go to train with Ra's al Ghul and didn't have, like, you know, his parents dying and stuff like that. In a way, you could say that, that... The Harvey Dent is what Bruce Wayne would become if he decided to take on everything in Gotham from a legal a public, standpoint as a public figure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that is like the. I think Batman even says it in this film. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? But he's like, "You can be the hero for Gotham. I can never be." Yeah, you have a chance of actually being a face for all of this. Yeah, you know. But ultimately, maybe he doesn't have a chance because by being a face for it, you become corruptible in a way like the joker yeah. says everybody is corruptible mm. eventually and um ah it's just yeah <laughs> i love i love that you i love how well it's played in this movie and uh, like i love that you can see the slow descent and decline of of harvey dent's character slightly even before more the joker gets his mitts on him yeah is this idea of like when he takes the guy to the alley and he's got the gun and he's just rage filled and he's like, you know, you've said Rachel's name is the next one to be taken and like, yeah. why did you kill Jim Gordon? And I, I'm getting impatient that I'm not getting anywhere and I want to just take down the mob and yeah, you know. And Batman's like, what do you like? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this guy's a schizophrenic from Arkham. Like, come on, do your research. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, <laughs> if anybody saw what you were doing, all your hard work would be undone. Yeah, like you're you're not gonna. He's effectively in that moment telling Dent, like, don't sink to the Joker's level. Yeah. That you're doing exactly what he wants you to do in a way. You know, you 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 don't become that person. Stick to your morals and what you have. Mm. I tell you what I find really interesting as well is the actual like coin flip yes. that he has. It's both heads on both sides as we get it's a, it's to lucky, find it's out. It's a lucky coin, yeah. It's a lucky coin. So whenever he does like put that whole thing to chance where he's like, oh yeah, heads I take the take, take the lead place. i take lead and stuff it's like because he knows he's going to win that yeah. bit but and you know everyone thinks oh you are just leaving this up to chance it's like no he's not until he changes until he gets burnt in the face and then he goes on that like and the coin gets burnt as well yeah it gets, it gets tarnished on so it does become a chance of you know justice and two-faced harvey yeah very good very good uh the only uh, yeah, the, the only... only morality in an unfair world is chance. It's like it's obviously it works perfectly for the story, but I I do get kind of not annoyed, but like a bit disappointed that oh, I really wish we had more of him, more of Two Face, because he's so good, he's so compelling, and you kill him off in the same film. It's like we didn't get enough. It's Two-Face. a brilliant adaptation of the. The, the long Halloween origin for him it yeah. really it really truly is and there's so there's so many things that are taken straight from that book yeah um like the scene on the roof with him Gordon and Batman is straight yeah. from that book that's a meeting that they have them working together on this case is a thing um him taking on the crime family is a thing um the nickname of Harvey Two-Face is a thing that everybody yeah. calls him down at the DA's office you know um yeah, I love it. I love how all that stuff is in there, and I love that that they you know fit the origin to be that he's not you know splashed with acid or anything, but he's he gets burnt and yeah, that's the final snapping, and Rachel's death is the final. It's, one he's like, well, it's like it's he, no fair, you know. I'm just gonna become it, this rage filled revenge machine. And just, the the whole burning of his face thing it was caused by himself really because if he didn't struggle, 
<laughs> like, true, yeah. If he didn't, you didn't struggle, struggle. You let Batman, Batman take him out of there, he probably wouldn't have been alright. He'd been fine. He probably got a bit of scorch mark on the back of his head when the building blew up, but that was it. He wouldn't have had his entire face burnt off. And let's talk about the face burning. CGI. Holy f- <laughs> fuck! <laughs> that truly looks horrifying. Because that's what it is, isn't it? It's just all CGI. It's no like prosthetics or anything. It's just. I don't think it's practical effects. No. It's 3D. Yeah. It's full on CGI but and like how to just make. like you see his, his teeth go all the way back. Yeah. And you see the jaw and you see the tender muscles of his jaw. Yeah. Tail, it's. And it's just like. Horrifying to look at. There's nothing around the eye socket. It's just. Yeah. Like this, this, this two face couldn't have survived for very long because that would have just got infected and probably just would have died. <laughs> horrible wound. Yeah. I one of my favorite one of the most underrated scenes one of my favorite things is when Jim goes to visit him at the hospital. Yeah, and it teases you. And he's like, about showing his face. Why did you call me now as a dude? And you can yeah. just tell by what he's saying, and when he shouts, like, say it, like, what, what did you, like, what did you call? It's almost like a, a man who is 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 so on the edge of everything has been destroyed by this other madman, and now he's at the point where he's like, maybe all this was worthless. Mm. maybe it was all stupid to plan and stuff maybe i was always going to become the thing they labeled me as and he does he becomes yeah. two-face it's so good <laughs> I, I do love like the the build-up to showing his face it's like yeah, it's he, the, he does turn his head at first but it, it cuts, cuts away and it's like oh you fucking so you see jim gordon's reaction yeah shit. and oh, i tell you what that is even more genius because it cuts away so you see jim gordon's reaction and you're like oh god it is bad it must be really horrifying to look at. And then when you do look at it, you're like, okay, yes, it is. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh This my truly is horrifying. God, that man has no face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah, really good. Um, so much. Who else do you want to talk about real quick? Um, Let's talk about Christian Bale as the Batman. Oh, he's good. He's good in this. He's got more of a gruff voice. He's definitely got more of a gruff voice. And he's definitely not wearing hockey pads. He's <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> Do you think it was a conscious choice? Like, the uh, voice. Uh, yeah, because we we did speak about it a lot when we talk about Batman. I don't begins, know what possessed like, him to do the voice. Yeah. I it's funny that it's, it's not just, bad. I, it's, like, it's funny that it's just become it's a just thing memeable. all Batman do now. Yeah, it's just memeable. It's like, just memeable. I the the funny thing is, is that I, oh ow, oh, fuck, I smacked my head. Up. I felt all, that all our podcast listeners will just smacked his leg on the table because <laughs> realized it was lower than it was. Um, sorry for everyone wearing headphones. Mm. Um. It was just like, like, I, here's the thing, I, I like the voice he does in the first one a little bit better. Yeah. Where it's more of a sort of like, he's almost kind of whispering. It's, yeah. it's almost like a, I'm Batman. It's yeah. Like, it's like a. I'm know, speaking to you like this. I'm speaking to you in a slightly lower. Not like this. In a, in a slightly lower <laughs> register. Not like this. <laughs> when he wants to project his voice and he's angry it's like well i can't really whisper angrily at people <laughs> i here's the thing i think the vo- this may be the secret to it yeah i think that voice works until you have to shout and you have to up because yeah. i think talking at this level in a gruff voice makes sense you're just disguising your voice you're just making it unaudible yeah which i think works and it works in this movie when he's when he has scenes with gordon and they're talking and he's like more of the mark bills i gave you it sounds really good it's like yeah, oh, yeah. it's quite intimidating and you can understand why he's doing it but it's when he then is like we're in the scene with the Joker when he's like throwing him around the room, Where is she? and, and that, that's yeah. when it starts to become a bit wi- weird because yeah. it's like, yeah. okay, like you're you're still doing this the register, but you're kind of shouting yeah. and you 
It, You're making an you argument think, that you don't even really need to do it. Do you think um, Bruce Wayne like practices in the mirror? <laughs> Do you he's like, he stood there for a bit. He's like, okay, right, okay. So you're you're intimidating someone. Where no, uh, done, no, done. Where, where no, uh, where, where is no? Where, hang on, where? where do you think it's like a voice actor? Alfred, like, does this work? Where, where, where is he? Do you think he's he has to do that every time he goes out at night? Is just to make sure he's consistent with the voice. He's yeah. like, where, where is? Give me, give me, give me a minute. <laughs> give, me, give me another take. Give me another take. Uh, where is she? Where is she? Yeah. Where is she? Oh, it doesn't work. It Sorry. Doesn't work. Oh. It's a bit like that bit in um, Spider-Man Homecoming when he uses that voice changer thing and it just doesn't work. I wonder if that was like a direct like reference to this. It's probably a dig at Batman. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's fine though. Like honestly, it's, it's... I don't notice it when I watch this movie. No, this movie no is, it's so this engrossing. This movie is so good it, that not even the bad bat voice can It, can it doesn't it matter. Down. Who it gives a matter. shit? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, you can meme it, and there's been pretty funny videos like out like taking a piss <laughs> out of it. But I just it doesn't matter really. It's no. an adaptation of it, and I don't care. <laughs> and also, it makes sense for you to change your voice. Yeah, it's like if you use this normal voice, you're like, wait, Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, what are you that, doing? It's like it's like why does he like? I love those arguments when people are like I hate the voice. Like you should just get rid of the voice. It's like oh, one of the most wealthiest men in the world who is all the time on TV and he just uses his regular voice. You don't yeah. think someone would notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could argue he does try to do what Batflick does and does a voice modulator thing, but like... Yeah, voice whatever. modulator would work as well, but... Yeah, but it's whatever, um, isn't it? I, I'm Maybe just Lucius I, Fox has too much and go in for him and he's like, yes. fucking hell, Bruce, like, hang already, on. You already told me to build like a fucking suit. You can bugger off. <laughs> you want to be parachuted out without a plane landing. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... Morgan Freeman is great as well. Oh, as well. I, I love them. Love him so much yeah. as an actor. I love the I love the emotional weight they give him in this movie. They give him a little bit yeah. of an emotional thing with yeah, Batman yeah. at the end, where Batman uses his sonar idea. Mm. Basically, he's got morals himself, and he's like, "Well, no, this is this is like, wrong. You've gone this, too far." Yeah. yeah, it's he understands why he's using it, but he's like, "Fuck, no, you cannot do this again." Sort of thing. I'll allow this once because the fucking city's in chaos, and it's like this is bad, dude. That's about, but just morally like hey fucking elon plus planting chips in people's heads and you know <laughs> all those anti-vaxxers i think yeah. 5g's a thing and implanting microchip maybe it's not a thing maybe it's not a, the yeah. best idea. yeah would you ever get elon musk's chip in your brain um if i was able to hotwire it so that i could bug him all day yeah i would <laughs> <laughs> no i wouldn't that's just dangerous. No, no, I wouldn't. It's really dangerous. If, any, if anybody, if, if anybody was like, "Hey, here's a tracking thing that you can put in you to yeah. to do the thing," or here's a heart rate thing that because you can get different things that you can put into like, mm. if people were like, "Here, you can do this one," and then it connects to your phone and it gives us all your data, and then you're like, "Fuck off, no, no, go away." If it's not for a medical reason, you can bugger off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. and well, like a pacemaker or something. There, there's there's been a, a there's been a controversy around Elon Musk as well. It's like he apparently like seventeen out of the 25 chimps that he implanted chips into as a test they all died yeah probably 17 out of 25 it's like yeah maybe you shouldn't do this like that's kind of fucked animal cruelty wise oh yes speaking of Kurt Zuma kicking a kitten around maybe don't just maybe don't put things in chimps heads and then maybe there's me being a hypocrite that eats sausages like whatever maybe i'm the murderer here there's well there's a difference between i think natural order and 
forced dominance. But um, yeah. yeah, I yeah, it's. Mm. Lucius Fox and Chips. Lucius yeah, Fox. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's how we got into this. No, yes. I, I really like that. I really like I, that moment. I like that moment. I, I love it. I love it when Batman says at the end, he's like, "Some people deserve to have their faith rewarded," and it's like, I, I love it how Batman goes into that situation. He's like, "Fox is going to help me, but he's going to probably hate me for it." But that's mm. okay because it's going to delete itself. And yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him the choice of. Well, I'll, I'll give him the code so that he can yeah. delete it straight out. It's not. It's yeah. not me who has access to this. Not even I. I'm going to name myself. Mm. Um. Very good. I love that speaks to a wider thing of Batman's character as well that we we've, we've not really seen in the movies that much and that that's this big thing of like I even I don't trust myself with this. It's like when he makes like yeah. contingency plans for the Justice League and he's like yeah. no like you need to have contingency plans even for me. Yeah. Cuz like I know my own This in, would have been so thoughts. interesting to have seen this Batman with Henry Cavill Superman because I think that's what they were trying to do that's what the original do. plan was yeah because Christopher Nolan was the executive producer on Man of Steel I don't know why I, well I think purely because they were trying to link the two maybe yeah but it was after but, The Dark Knight Rises came out wasn't it very true was it very true when did Man of Steel uh, it would have been I'm pretty sure it would have been, yeah. been so it was like, like, but Nolan had already said before that even before he became an executive producer he was like no this is just a world of its own there's mm. no magic in this world that's fair enough you know, um, there's a little bit of dreams but it would have been, been interesting we'll definitely get on to because I don't think it's as noticeable in this movie as is the next but like the whole combat in Batman is pretty shit in the next film from oh, sorry from what I remember I would actually say it's weirdly I'm going to say it's better really yeah well actually I, I, don't, just, I don't think the combat's any different but I think they use wider shots yeah. in the next one yeah okay that's probably what it and is and I think they're like yeah. Because a lot of the fights in this, the closer-up shots, kind of, I think, make up for the fights not being great because it's kind of choppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, it's intense and, like, it's dark lighting and it's trying to, you know, it's it's almost kind of giving you the, the fight perspective of the characters that are in the scene. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, this would be actually quite terrifying if Batman just... Yeah. It's like when he breaks into the Hong Kong building and he just, like, goes to town. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I really like that bit. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God, like, this is quite you know <laughs> yeah this guy's coming after you and there's nothing you can do about it um i really whereas in the in the, the next movie sorry that they they pan yeah. it out because obviously and then you have the big brawl at the end like yeah it's, there's a lot of shots that are wider and it it seems too stiff yeah way too stiff it doesn't seem to flow as well yeah, yeah exactly it's not like robert pattinson's batman in the batman trailer just yeah, he's just gonna like completely pounding down <laughs> and put you into a brain <laughs> yeah put you in prison and not even prison I hospital. kill but I severely maim <laughs> yeah I'll give you brain damage for the rest of your life because that's true justice 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 vengeance yeah um oh, who, who else is there uh, Michael Caine we mentioned is Arthur really Caine. great Michael um Caine's really good in this I love him laying down the wisdom as always oh he's a fucking beautiful man um Rachel uh Maggie Gyllenhaal she's great in this she's great and it's a shame that she dies <laughs> Just straight yeah. up cops it. Yeah. I, there's a part of me that would have loved to see Katie Holmes return, but yeah. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal does a really good job of just stepping straight into Rachel's shoes, and she almost sort of plays it exactly in the same way. Mm. In a good way, not in a yeah. bad way. 
as so there's some continuity there of you're like oh no this is believable this is the same character hmm. because the mannerisms and how she's kind of confident and slightly cocky about things but in a good way and hmm. she kind of tells it how it is all the time and she you know she's forever telling bruce off for being an idiot like yeah yeah all of those things track from the first movie and it's like oh they, yeah this is really cool yeah. this is the same character yeah i really liked her in the uh, when she's interrogating uh one of the falcones and she's going like in and out of the room and like the confidence that she gains um, yeah it's cool so good uh it's little things like that as well that make this movie really be- like believable that it's set in the real world and things. Yeah. Is when she comes out the room and they talk about like a, re- a Rico case. Yeah. And it's talking about a different kind of lawyer lawyer thing. And there's not much lawyer talk in this and law talk. But there's a little bit. But there's just enough where it's like you believe that these two are like, this is what they do. And this world around it is revolving. And it's yeah. like there just happens to be a guy dressed as a bat. That's mm. doing the, um, I really liked well, her ending as well. Because yes. it is very, like she she performs it in such a sad, disheartening way. Disheart- disheartening, yeah. disheartening is that the word? Like, yeah, just an emotional heartbreaking. way. Heartbreaking. That's the fuck. Wow, Jesus Christ! I can't even think of the word heartbreaking. Um, where no, she that realization that comes over her, and she's like, "Oh fuck, I am gonna die." Yeah. Well, but she keeps the composure. To yeah, she's trying to talk reiterate to make sure reiterate okay, yeah. it's fine it's okay um but obviously he doesn't listen because he's fucking screaming which, and shouting which and... is so great because it tracks as a character about always like when go back to that scene in the first movie where she turns off in the car with bruce and he t- she takes him down the back roads and, yeah. and she's like you can see she's visibly worried she's about everything she's caring about other yeah. other people and in that moment when she knows she's gonna die She's still she's, thinking about someone else. Yeah. And she's still thinking about making sure that somebody else is okay rather than herself. Yeah. And in turn, in a way, trying to save the city as she's always yeah. been doing in that last moment. It doesn't work, obviously, because yeah. Two Face becomes. Two Face, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's really like. Maybe she was the White Knight, not Harvey Dent. Mm, maybe that's it. Deep cuts. Deep cut. Deep, I, hot I, takes. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Yeah. She was the linchpin into Harvey Dent, and now that she's gone, he's now chaos. Yeah, he was the, the, she yeah. was the grounding tether that made him that white knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit like maybe Alfred is for the Batman. And well, yeah, it's it's yeah, going back to the Joker when he's hanging upside down. It's like, well, I've you and Harvey were somewhat the same, and I've taken away his anchor, and I thought your anchor as well, but you're still incorruptible. It's like, so what does break you then? And oh yeah, to be the I love that. <laughs> what breaks you? Literally, Bane. <laughs> Literally, film. Bane. Yeah, I'll physically break you then instead, because fuck you. Um, trying to think of who else is in this movie. Gary Oldman. Gary was great. Gets his promotion to commissioner. I so fucking good. amazing. I love Gordon yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. Plays him with such great grace and stuff. Yes. It's great. Um. Yeah, there's not a lot to say. But he's great about him in yeah. the first movie, but like he's yeah. he's just continually great in this. Yeah. I, I love that he's like his desperation at the end as well. It's fucking yeah, amazing. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just love how much you you really can see in this Gordon more so than any other Gordon. Um, we'll have to see what Jeffrey Wright's interpretation of Gordon is. Mm. Like, um, Jim yeah, Gordon is like. I'm sure he's great, but I love the fact that this Jim Gordon really believes in the Batman. Hmm like truly believes in the batman 
He's definitely riding that line of, oh god, I could get really told off for this, but I just have to because because I understand what he's this. able to do stuff that I can't. Yeah, yeah. But there's almost a kind of line of care. He actually mm. genuinely cares about the Batman. He's like, he sees this this person is trying to do good, and that they work well together as a team. And so, and at the end, he's like, no, you know, he's basically trying to persuade Batman out of it. And Batman's like, no, no, no. Set this is what you have to do. Set the dogs on me. Yeah, hunt me. Yeah, condemn me. You yeah. might not feel it, but do it. Yeah. Because it's what needs to happen. And in that moment, he's kind of a little bit heartbroken. He's like, why has this ended the way it has? And we failed. And now I have to cut all ties with you, yeah. in a way. For the greater good. <laughs> it all comes back to Hot Fuzz. For the greater good. 15th anniversary today is of Hot Fuzz. Hey. We'll definitely do that soon. Um, incredible movie. Um, what was I want to say? I want to talk about sort of like the visual stunts like the cinematography that's just perfect isn't it it's fucking great Pretty great good. movie the set pieces are obviously the yeah through the car chase and even the lorry tipping like doing a full fucking flip. front flip like oh. <laughs> a lot i i remember um a while ago people being like oh my god well you know you have all these marvel movies using cgi and like, you know dark knight is perfect because it doesn't use cgi i mean it does it does i mean it does a helicopter literally crashing that is cgi it's all cgi you're not gonna <laughs> crash a helicopter um like yeah, the lorry itself that is mainly practical is with it like you know touches ups of CGI and stuff. But f- wow, yeah, to make it flip a little bit yeah. cleaner. But yeah, that's that was a practical effect, which is crazy. Yeah, to say that you're doing a lorry that's flip. Insane. Um, that's so good. The guys jumping out the building at the end where Batman kicks the guy off, and that was all practical stunts. Yeah. That's all of them flinging out and hitting her because you can see it actually they, they stop before the thing they, they hit, like hit a brick wall before the brick wall oh yeah yeah that's where the pads are on the, stunt, <laughs> the, the green pads that that's they cool obviously CGI out that's good um, that's more <clears throat> things because that's in the extended uh, the, in the behind the scenes stuff on the DVD yeah. as you can see the thing but yeah that's one of the things that Chris Nolan does really really well is practical effects he brings it back like yeah he does have a lot of CGI in his stuff but it's so realistic and he does Whatever he can do on a practical sense, he will try and do. Um, that's what I'm looking forward very, to. Very that, that's one of the things that <clears throat> is a little bit off about the stuff in Zack Schneider's interpretation of the DC it's stuff. Just, is, it's full of CGI. It's more yeah, like Marvel's yeah. use of CGI. And I, I love that we're getting a Batman movie that's going back to practical yeah. effects. That's really the whole culture. Cool. I really can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there much else to talk about it? Like, obviously, the cinematography is great. The score, oh my god. Hans Zimmer does it again. So legend. Love. Can we can we talk about the the final speech and ending of this film? Yeah, go 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 go. Fucking good. Honestly, like I keep on forgetting that this movie is two and a half hours long. It doesn't feel like it at all. Such a breeze. Yeah. So good. Such a good movie to watch. It it just it it moves from one thing to the other and it keeps you hooked all the way through. It really doesn't feel as though there's one scene you could take out of this movie, at all. We talk about pacing. This is a perfectly paced film. As the first one was. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you said the the ending. Really incredible ending. It's it's good. <laughs> so good. I just, I just wanted so to good. say about the ending. It's makes me smile every time I watch this and actually makes me emotional when I watch this film. Yeah. The build-up towards that ending. Yeah. Because it's the perfect symbology of what Batman is. Yeah. Definitely. He is the Dark Knight. Yes. It's not, He's the, not a hero. It's not the not the hero the city needs, but it's one that deserves all There's other so way around. Great, so many great is, it, is it the other way around or something like that? What is, what is the quote? Uh, well, Gordon first says it at the funeral that you see, the yeah. flash forward scene at the funeral. He's like, 
It's not the hero that Gotham deserves. It wasn't the hero that we needed, but it was the one we deserved or whatever. Yeah, at yeah, Harvey's yeah. Funeral. And then he yeah, says the opposite for Batman. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, good. Batman is the, the hero that Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. Yeah. You know, Batman c- can't be a hero right now. He needs yeah. to be something else now. But he, he is the one that... He needs to go into hiding deserves. like he does for... Yeah, he needs to... Yes. Um, Take a break, mate. Get a gammy knee and... Yeah. A, and become a hermit basically I don't know yeah we're going to talk about that in the next movie we're going to talk about you literally have no kneecaps but okay (laughs) (laughs) I I cannot recommend that you go what was it I cannot recommend that you go skydiving Mr. Wayne yeah oh thank you (laughs) um yeah I yes so um yeah we'll talk about the Dino Rises next time yeah looking forward to looking forward to that one yeah I yeah, I just I just love the I love the and I love the speech. I love I love how all the callbacks that are threaded throughout the movie come back to it as well. Yeah, the idea of Batman being like you either you know quoting Harvey Dent and being like you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yep. And Batman should have died a hero, but he, I didn't. So yeah. now I have well, Harvey, to Harvey Dent should have died a hero in but went, he with the barrels, so, but he became a villain. Yeah. So now we have to change and we have to move on. Yep. And that speech that Gordon gives at the end is great. And you know. oh, perfect film, Such near enough perfect film. <laughs> I can't say this perfect film. It's, it's, it's so no, it's definitely one of the best films I've seen. Um, it would be a perfect film if it had been set in a slightly more gothic. gothic. Yeah, that's it. Worst movie ever. Can't. Oh no, honestly, terrible movie. It's terrible. Terrible right? movie. We've spoken about the same amount of time as this movie. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to say about this. But this is a good movie. No, I mean, Very good movie. it's good. I mean, I'm getting more and more excited that we're getting towards the Batman. Um, mm. I can't wait to watch The Dark Knight Rises and yes. complete this trilogy, especially having the other two fresh in my mm. head. It's been, it's, been ages since I've watched yeah, the Yeah, it's movie. like, I'm probably going to be like talking about like, oh, the problems with Dark Knight Rises, but fuck, when you, when you watch this movie, you're like, oh, it's going to be hard for any superior film to live up to the expectations of this i will i will make an argument as to why the dark knight rises is actually better than people think it is oh no i will as well yeah um, i think i remember the last time i watched dark knight rises i was like oh this is really good it's really it's a really it's good gone. film it's a really good film yeah. yeah um yeah hey we'll talk about that eventually uh but everybody thank you everybody. uh i mean nothing else to say to you no no. Got, got okay. everything in the bag. I, like we could wax lyrical about more nerd stuff, but yeah, we could. The, I was gonna talk about. Um, I was gonna talk about the book of Boba Fett and Peacemaker, but I'll leave that for a different day because I got work in forty minutes. So um, sounds like a plan. We'll you need to get off to work. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's fine. I'll go get something quick to eat as well. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody so much for watching and listening to the podcast. You can rate us and review us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Five stars, nothing less. Um, I've been recently listening back to obviously our old podcast and we talk about like the hound and Kevin and all that sort of stuff and we're like yeah show it to your hound show it to your wow we are weird <laughs> I love how we started a trend of that I don't know yeah. where it fell off but yeah. can't remember I, I, where I, we got to we got to a few references yeah but yeah share, share it with everyone uh, if you think they'll enjoy it we passed 100 on the next century now with podcast. Hopefully we'll try and keep it up because I know you've got a new job, Will, and I know yeah, my, my hours gonna, are changing all over the place. shifting so. around of hours and, and your hours are shifting, so hopefully we'll be able to do this still once a week. Still, but yeah, we'll try to. We'll, we'll try, try our try best. Anyway. But, um, yeah, thank you. Rate and review us. Five stars, nothing less. Or else I'll um, 
fling shit at you like I did with uh, the the monkey uh, or ape. Um, ape. We do have an email, cityofgeekandpod.gmail.com. You can uh, email us to ask for our um, opinion. Well, what did you think of Dark Knight? Is it one of the best movies ever made? Um, also, what was I going to say? Give us recommendations for future episodes. Yes, please do. Um, we got a Facebook group, Glog of Geekum. We're probably going to be... Well, I, I, I haven't been able to like post in that recently because I've been busy with work and everything and everything. And also it's Valentine's Day. Um, what else? I got a Twitter, at the Rizikins. Uh, and like we mentioned briefly, uh, we do stream the pod on Twitch so you can watch our beautiful faces and my messy hair there. Have fun. Go watch it. Or listen back to other previous podcasts on whatever podcasts that are, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that shenanigans. Shenanigans. I've probably missed something that we I should mention, but I don't know. And I need to go. So anyway, thank you all so much for listening and watching. Hope you enjoyed. And we shall see you next time for The Batman, The Dark Knight Rises. Because that's definitely the title and I did not mess it up. Right? <laughs> the Batman, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Of the planet of the, of the planet. Dark Knight. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.